I didn't realize yep. you're as much of a listener as you are. You're you're making requests of what? the hosts now. You're you're like chiming in in the middle of the week. In the middle, we're doing three hour shows, but you're a busy, busy man. And you're like, hey guys, you did that. I'm like, I, I I'm honestly, I'm blown away. It shouldn't be. You guys are a ton of fun to listen to. So, <laughs> what can I say? Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, Thank you. You guys have, you guys are really hitting on uh, all cylinders. I think the three of you together, it's a, it's a fun combination. It is. It, I mean, I, I honestly, I've said it on the podcast. I wouldn't still be doing it. I I'm too, I'm too busy myself. And to try yeah. and produce a show by myself every week and come up with content by yourself every week, it got very daunting. And I, I brought John on, dropped the other podcasts and all that, but the way things have evolved, I, I couldn't be happier. I mean, having Steve come on and, and it's like, you'd think the way everything went, there was a master plan and there's not, you know, me this is flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> well, it sounds very natural, you know, and there's, there's good interplay. You guys sound like a bunch of friends who are just hanging out. Yeah. Chit chatting, uh, with some very insightful comments. So, well, you're going to uh, get a couple a in a three-hour show. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, you know. No, but yeah. yeah that's good stuff. And you with your uh, the rap that you got Steve to do. That, I know. I can't believe you did that. That was great. It was. It was. That was very funny. Yeah, he did. A great, I know. I know. When he when he broke it, that was pretty late in the show too. When he broke into that, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Save yourself, Steve. Save yourself. Oh my God. All right. Uh oh, guess what? Yeah. You're crackling again. Little technical issues. Yeah. How did you come up with that idea for Steve? Did like he did you just like I was that a dare? Did you because I know how you think a little bit. And were you just trying uh, to it was, yeah. It <laughs> totally was. Yeah. He he made a comment on Twitter that he was watching Eight Mile. Yeah. And that he was going to talk about it in that week's podcast. And I think I said something to the effect of, you know, you can't talk about it. You got to rap about it. Of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> so did you DM him? Because I don't even remember seeing that on Twitter. Did you must have DM him, I, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, really? Oh. I think I just put it out there. And uh, I'm guessing he probably thought about it for a while. Like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But. The more he thought about it, he's like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. He wrote a good one, too. I mean, that was really yeah. good. You know, it's he did. Yeah, he we did. Get, we've got to record it. And with the uh, with the actual language, we got to get that done for him. But yeah, that was that was fantastic. But yeah, your comments, your everything. I mean, I, I honestly I am with all the guests that I've had on when you find out, you know, meeting you through this and then, you know, becoming friends. But you're getting the it, it's. My own family doesn't listen, so. <laughs> oh, come on. I think you're selling yourself short. Um, no, I mean, you know, I love listening to podcasts. That's uh, 
I don't always have time. Yeah. You know, there will be sometimes weeks that go by where I just get busy. But uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've really enjoyed. You guys are a, a download. It's, you know, downloads uh, on my podcatcher, um, whatever the shows go up. So more likely to listen to the Friday show than the Tuesday. Although I do, you know, if I, if push comes to shove, the Tuesday show gets pushed off to the side and I'll listen to yeah. the Friday show. But, um, you know, I've got a vacation coming up. So I have a little, yeah. a little more time to, well, you took some of that stuff in. Well, now you're on a Tuesday show. So, cause you know, you're a listener and you're taking <laughs> so over. So gonna you're going to have to listen to yourself. <laughs> so, do you, <laughs> so do you ever listen the back? Irony. Do you ever listen back to yourself? No, I don't. Do you? I used to way more than now. I don't as much as I used. I used to just for corrections. And right now, since like we were talking earlier about the roadcaster, I've been listening to like everything trying to get, because I'm listening for audio cues, trying to learn, trying to get better at what I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. Even listening back to my questioning with people, I always like when I have guests like on for people and stuff, like I want to get better at being like, why didn't I ask them that question? Why didn't I read into this? So that that's about the only way it's a John and I used to, when we first started, we'd listen back and try to, you know, get better. Of course. Now it's not so much. It's now I'm really too busy trying to listen to everybody else's podcasts and listen to all the other stuff. I don't have time to listen to myself again, especially after editing it for, you know, a little while. <laughs> like, Oh, for sure. So, yeah, you know, to be honest, I'm always uh, afraid that I will hear myself and say something stupid or, you know, stumble <sighs> and I'll just be like, oh, gosh, what was I thinking? So it's better for me just to kind of close the door and just keep on going forward. See, I I talk way too much to worry about that stuff. I can't, <laughs> I, I make a fool of myself all the time. And I used to, like, uh, I used to, I noticed early on in my podcast with John on chat, I'd start talking. And if I didn't know like a hundred percent the answer, we'd be talking about a comic book or a movie. And I'd be like, yeah. And it was, who, you know, what's her name was from uh, Star Wars. She played um, Princess Leia. And I'd get quiet because I was trying to think of Carrie Fisher, right? But I'd have a right. mind block. And then you're like, now I'm just like, I can't. Can't remember what the hell was her name she played princess lay i just make a fool i know because i right it, it's you lose too much time worrying about not you're gonna make a fool of yourself you're gonna just lean into it have fun it's like everybody by now knows i'm scatterbrained my head i i'll lose track of like what was the second movie called i can't remember you know phantom menace <laughs> and then and you're like you're a star wars <laughs> and i know people are yelling at me but i'm like that's the sure. fun you know uh, yeah. so I don't even yeah. worry about yeah, it. Yeah, it only gets better the older we get. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Hey, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're starting yeah. to realize that phrase. I've forgotten more than you know. Like I really oh, have. Gosh. <laughs> you know, it's getting a little scary. Uh, just the I used to be able to recall sports facts and stats, just like boom, boom, and now I'm like, who was that guy that played second base? You know, it's like yeah. two years ago. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah. Let's uh, let's yeah. talk some home theater now. <laughs> let's do. You have been so busy. 
in in a such a good way watching following your twitter feed watching av nirvana on youtube watching all of your content and seeing the the product coming through you (laughs) like the reviews you're doing the people you've met um you've you've done a lot since the last time we've sat down to chat it's been busy and i think right now i'm feeling a lot of stress uh because i have a ton of reviews that are just backed up they're Mm. finished and they're just waiting they're waiting to get kind of polished up yeah so um i'm gonna feel a lot better once that kind of calms down and i think every time i say i think there's a light at the end of the tunnel i say yes to another thing yep um We're going to have a chat about that <laughs> off air sometime because I just had that conversation <laughs> with my, my therapist slash wife yesterday, as a matter of fact. So. Yes. Yeah, uh, I should probably talk to her, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a group thing. <laughs> it's, right. Yeah. Right. It's funny, though, because I, I'll say yes to something. I'm like, gosh, you know, that would be a really easy product hmm. to review. So, yeah, yeah, just bring that in. But then, you know how it goes. The other ones in front of it yeah. are big. Hmm. And... uh I'm actually wearing something that I'm reviewing. Oh, nice. Right now these are these are brand new earbuds from Atlantic Technology. Oh, nice. Um how are they? And I have to say are they noise great. canceling or are they just straight yeah, earbuds? Noise canceling? Oh, wow. Let's see if I can show yeah. you. It's a uh, it's audio only podcast, noise? but they're black and it's like I'll, maybe I'll Oh, put is it, it audio only? Okay. Yeah, but I'll put it out. Yeah, but yeah, so, I can see it. Yeah. So they're yeah they're nice. They have a little fin that will uh, fit into your ear. I've worn them running, working out uh, and stuff. Working out, they stay really nice in the ear, and nice. they have nice sound. Uh, so it's cool stuff. These literally just came out within the last week, and how, uh, how do they sync I'm up? Are with... they nice when they sync up? Like, can you just throw one yes. in your ear and just listen to podcasts and stuff? And yeah, nice. What's yeah, the battery they, life? Yeah, they have no no hiccups. You know, normally I'm a I'm a Apple hmm. ecosystem guy. I don't know if you are. But, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, you know the AirPods just work right, and there's yeah. a lot of other products that sometimes work. I've had a lot of earbuds come through that you know they'll work seven days in a row, and then one day it's just a constant headache trying to get them to pair. Yeah, but these so far have been spot on. Nice. Yeah, I, I use so I've had Jabra's, I've had Motorola's, I've had all sorts because that's I I work by myself, so all I do is listen to podcasts all day and just sit there and just and it's uh, the volume control. That's the one thing I don't like about the um, the AirPods. And it, I have like whatever the higher one is, the noise canceling, the AirPod Pros or whatever, and there's no mm-hmm. volume control on them. But I do like that you can yeah. just click to turn it off. You take it off, it shuts off. I mean, it, it's a small thing because I can't remember which one I had before, but you could slide your hand down, turn it up, turn it off. and Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Apple products are so well designed yeah. and executed. Uh, but I, I have to say, I I think they've got something really good going here. And I've, I've had several Atlantic technology products over the years since they relaunched, uh, I don't know, what was it was like four, four or five years ago. And they just get better and better. So um, this one so far, I, I really like. And actually, something since you wear things at work, 
one of the really cool things about this is that they claim that you can go something like 380 feet away from your Bluetooth source. Oh, nice. And still receive a signal. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if you've ever had it cut out. You know, you like walk away from your phone in your house. Yeah. Uh, some of the older or stuff. Or go outside. Yeah. Some of the older stuff that used to be, but I, I'd be out at the pool and I'd walk across like to the front yard go get the mail and be like oh i don't even have my phone on me and the airpods don't disconnect or anything like you know the newer stuff seems to have a decent distance but yeah 380 that's you pretty much everybody's property that's a pretty far distance it's it's pretty far yeah, yeah. i think so i think the max that i've seen up until now is probably like 85 feet or mm. something like that so uh yeah it's pretty cool that's awesome so, that's fun that's good. Yeah, yeah, it is fun. But yeah, it's been busy. I think starting right around Thanksgiving with the uh, projector shootout, that was kind of my first travel yeah. near the end of the year. And I, I think I've been home for like a week. <laughs> I know. One, one weekend. Oh, my God. You're everywhere. You were that, Yeah, Dead let's talk road. about that yeah. projector shootout because you and I talked through text, which we seems to do the most. But um we but yeah that was pretty amazing that that yeah i think i sent you some pictures while i was there yeah and I, i'm not shy tell me what happened with the sony uh, <laughs> well no well you know okay so first off um that was really weird. important to understand that the the room was not like an ideal home theater environment so mm -hmm. there there were white ceilings uh, white walls, but it was completely light controlled. Okay. Mm -hmm. So from that respect, you know, they were able to kill the lights mm. and I mean, by all accounts, from what my eyes were telling me, they were getting really nice pictures. They, you know, top end Seymour screen, excellent screens. Mm. Uh, but there had to have been a little reflection from the environment back onto the screens. Yeah. I don't know how much that really impacted things. Um, but wasn't it fair but, for all of them though? Or was there? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, I mean, everybody was penalized equally across yeah, the board. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so the brands represented there. There were Sony, mm -hmm. JVC, LG had one uh, uh, projector. I think it was like a thirty-five or forty-five hundred dollar uh, DLP laser projector, uh, and Epson had one or two models there. The LG was not. Good. It had the rainbow effect going. It really? just bl black levels were not good. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the only one out of the group where I would say absolutely avoid this particular product. And I I made a a uh, summary video mm. on YouTube about it, and and inevitably somebody popped up who is an LG owner of that particular projector, and they're like, "It's ridiculous what you said." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm just calling it like I see it. Uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, you know what I my take home from it was you saw really what JVC does best and what Sony does best. Sony, they I mean they, they can go bright, right? And JVC has those deep, deep blacks. Mm. And I think it really depends what projector you have based on what environment you're putting that projector into. That would be you know, based on some of the conversations I had with some of the professional calibrators who were present, um, and granted, 
also, you have to know these projectors weren't professionally calibrated. They were put into the best calibrated yeah. state possible out of the factory using factory settings. Um, and Jason Dustel from Meridio did use some uh, calibration gear to measure what was going on on the screen mm -hmm. to see what the settings were doing, but they did not sit there and do full calibrations mm -hmm. for all. I forget how many projectors were there. There's a lot. There's like 12. Yeah. It's just the, the time and resources they would take to, to calibrate that many projectors. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's asking a lot. It's right. But here's the thing. It's like, what's interesting is um, you say like Sony's can get bright. JVC's can get dark. Um, and one of the things you texted me about, like, was that like, if you have a brighter room, the Sony's were pretty good. I think you said, and it's like, cause they give you such a bright image so they can compensate for that, you know, the brighter yes. room. But what I found interesting is my guy is always, so he, he loves the Sony and it doesn't, he goes in the reverse, right? So Sony doesn't get as dark as the JVC. But when you use it in a light controlled room, like, like we have, you don't mm -hmm. need that as much because you can get down any, what, he, what he's always liked is, so you see, you see, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but you see what I mean? Like, it's like, he likes it for that reason, because you can get those brights, you have the detail and nice gradation down to black. The black's not as deep as the JVC, but at the same time, it's like, you're in a light controlled room you don't necessarily need that. So it's like, I, I just found that interesting because I respect the hell out of both of you. And it's like, uh, you know, and you're seeing it side by side too. It's, it's a tough call. I, I will say when it came to shadow detail and they, they put up uh, some of the infamous game of Thrones. What was that episode? Which the, one? The uh, night castle. The, oh yeah. Yeah. The night, the um, season eight, episode three, the long night. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That That's one. That's a fantastic yeah. scene. So we, yes. Yeah. We looked at a lot of stills of um, even the, the highest level Sony that was there. I'm forgetting the model number. I think it was the 9,000. Yeah. Or something like that. It's a six. Uh, they have the, the five, the six, the, yeah. The five, the six, and the seven, seven or seven whatever or the model number yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. They basically had the JVC NX. NX9 side by side with the the top level Sony and just the amount of visual detail lost on the Sony image was like mind blowing. It yeah, really was like that. you were looking at two different um two different things. Um now granted, you know, if you do a full professional calibration the the you know, plating fields are going to level up a little bit, but yeah. you're still, you still can't calibrate down to into the, and, and have those dark, dark, dark shadow details emerge. Um, right. It's, it's, you know, well, it, you can, but it's just a different level, right? I know what, I know exactly what you're saying because I've said it to my son, like, look, it's like what the difference is, is like your, when you can get that deeper, deeper black, it looks like you can reach further in your perception of depth goes a little bit further because it's just that much deeper, literally, yeah. right? That's that's why we say deeper. It looks like it's further away. Um, mm -hmm. That it, What I've always said, it's like you're great. And going back 
10, 15 years when I had a projector that couldn't even come close to what these things are doing now, right? But you were like, yeah, look at the well, black sure. detail that you have in here. And I was looking for black detail and stuff. And that's what you were going for. And it was probably seven, seven twenty at the time. And you, um, but, but that's, that's what I mean. It's like the detail could still be there, but you're just not getting that reference black that you're, that you can get with a JVC. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, both Sony and JVC are making killer projectors. Mm. Um, I, I think that if you walked into a room and you didn't know what was showing and you sat down and watched any one of their mid or high level yeah. projectors, you're going to be really happy as long as it's set up well. Right. I mean, right. Well, and that, that uh, was going to be my next so, question is like, cause you, you, one of the lucky people that gets to see, get to go to one of these things and see these things side by side. Right. And, and not in a setting, like when you're in a room, like with a salesman, right. This is actually mm -hmm. a shootout and you guys are all in there to, to, you know, I mean, just talking to the people in the rooms a blast too. I saw a couple of those pictures you put out. I saw one, two guys were talking and you were in the background. I saw somebody else's video and I was like, oh. and you, <laughs> The funniest part was I'm like you, a sweet. No, no, no. You were like, no, no. You were walking around, but you like you didn't know where to go. You're like, like you were looking for the next person to talk to or something. It was so funny. That's awesome. And it's great That's when you're great. like watching these videos of other people. Like I know that guy way back there. <laughs> Doesn't like, like you're like you're like this on the wall. Like, like what's Todd doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's staring at a curtain. That's great. Yeah, it was pretty yep. funny. But um, yeah. but yeah, just being in those rooms, but seeing them side by side is I don't want to say it's an unfair comparison, because it is a comparison. But I've always said, and you you can, you know, you be a good uh judge of this. If you have one in one home, get in your car and you drive to another home. How much of it, like, are you going to be like, oh, yeah, look at that difference? If they're calibrated, uh, set up well, and everything. You know, probably not. But if you walk into a room and a projector is shooting a black screen, right? Mm -hmm. They're just throwing up a, a black image. I think it would be possible to pick which brand is which just based off that. Mm -hmm. I think that the difference of the black floor is that stark. Mm -hmm. Once the image is going, it would, it would probably be pretty tough. Right. Like watching a film, like watching an actual movie and sitting yeah. there and you walk in and go, what, what do you got here? And it's like, and, and that's the point. It, and we're talking, what's so funny is like, and I get this all the time because I have a Sony. So you get the, for some reason, I've said this, I don't know why the JVC people come out harder. I've never said, <laughs> no, obviously I don't have a JVC, so I don't know if Sony people attack because nobody's, because that, so I guess I don't yeah, have a I fair don't really comparison. I pay attention to the whole, yeah. I, I don't pay attention to it, but I, I've never got, here's the thing. I've never gotten more flack than saying these two are so close. They're so close. And the JVC people come at me. No, they're not. What? <laughs> you don't, you don't know. You don't have a JVC, so you don't know. But I, I'm saying they're both really good. I'm saying exactly what you said, Todd. They're both, they're both awesome products. No. <laughs> like what? 
It, they, you know, I, 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 I think, um, not the black floor stuck, stuck out to me, but also the, uh, out of the box usability from JVC's onboard software. Yes. Because it puts the projector in the best position possible for the consumer. Yeah. So you could be a novice mm -hmm. that JVC can be put into a setting where it is making a lot of decisions on its own of what it's going to show you. Whereas the Sony doesn't have that advantage. They right. just, for whatever reason, the way their system is set up, uh, it takes a lot of user tweaking to get the best image. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I really think, and, and look, the, the mid tier Sony, you get laser light at very good performance. Um, you know, whereas with the JVC, you're, you're getting a bulb, the DNL, DLA NP5, I think it is, is still a bulb based oh, okay. uh, projector. So, you know, I think there's something to be said about that too. Um, now how do you stand on, do you really, I don't care bulb or laser. I really don't. It's like, because your light source is your light source. The advantage of laser to me is that it doesn't dim with the great with as fast as a bulb yeah. does it does but it's going to take a lot longer and you're really not going to notice it right apparently apparently the laser will dim in the first hundred hours and then it should be pretty much right. stable right um for the next however many uh, i think they rate them up to like twenty thousand hours yeah um so so here's what i like so you know i i i replace the ball projector with a laser projector. Yep. Um, I like the added brightness for sure. Um, so I used to have to run uh, my last projector in high lamp mode for HDR mm -hmm. content. And that caused the fan to run pretty loud. And this laser projector runs cool. So the fan noise is nominal at best. And I only have to run it on a medium setting. Actually, the high setting is just too bright. Right. Um, so it's got, it's got a lot of headroom, I guess you could say in the yes, brightness, but that's good area. Yeah, that's good. Especially in, in a projector. Cause as it does age, you can always ramp up, right? If you need to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I, you know, other things that are nice about it, you can turn it on and off really fast. Oh, really? I mean, that's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's on, it's off. You know, whereas the lamp, I don't know how how the uh, your Sony is, but my my last projector, my last JVC, the bulb, you know, it takes like I don't know, like fifty five seconds for the bulb to yeah kind of get yeah get up and running. And then when you power it off, there's a a definite shutdown period. Um, so uh, I don't know. Are you thinking about going laser? Yeah. Oh in yeah. The new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I like right now. I am. I don't know if I want to tell people, but I am, uh, I am between the Sony and the JVC. I am, I, yeah. I am going between the two. I, I like the, uh, the 6,000, the Sony 6,000. Um, that's a nice projector. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, but I, I'm also looking at, and I had this conversation with, with, uh, one of my, uh, listeners, friends now, and we were talking about how, and and you and you've been around a long time too, so you know. Like, you used to be able to buy a product, 
that was like four years old, still new or, you know, or like it's a newer, it, it's brand new or factory refurbished or something, but it'd be four or five years old and it would be like 40% of the price because the new tech yeah. has come along. And I think I mentioned this in the podcast before, but I'm like, it's not happening now because the tech isn't advancing, right? These, these new, all they can give us is a new light source, but the guts, are, I mean, they're better. Don't get me wrong. The processing is better, especially even Sony's adding, trying to get into some kind of tone mapping, but even JVC's new tone mapping is better than the previous version, mm -hmm. but it's mm -hmm. not night and day, right? It's not enough that, what they used to do, and, and you know by the costs of the things now, but what they used to do is the new one would come out and it would be like a few hundred dollars more than the previous model. And now the previous model's like half the price, right? Right. But what they're doing now is the previous model, which is four years old, it's a generation or two old, it's still the same price, brand new, right? That's, right. And you're like, are you kidding me? It's because the tech, the jump to the next one isn't as great. That tech isn't outdated. You're like, here it is. It's got a bulb in it. I know. But it's the price you paid MSRP five years ago. It's so I, I'm just, it's I'm a having a hard time. Yeah. yeah. It's, I used to live off of that. You know, <laughs> you buy last year's car model cheaper than you bought the new one, right? Not anymore. It's, yeah, and you know, JVC, so they're on the second year of their current model iteration, and I don't think you're going to be seeing anything new this year. So, um, yeah. you know, they're going to squeeze three years out of that run. Granted, they do updates, firmware updates. Yeah, they're really good with this that. This most recent one is very substantial Yeah, uh, for laser dimming in particular. Yeah. Really, really uh, changed change the way the projector performs um yeah boy you've got some tough decisions it is but i first mean first literally but... i couldn't get it out fast enough i'm like it is that yeah. is the definition right first world <laughs> problems like hmm, which oh yeah which overpriced which... piece of hardware am i gonna buy <laughs> <laughs> right and i'm like oh it's like you're gonna love whatever you get that's the, the bottom line you know i know and What's funny is my son's really, he's as, almost as excited as I am and he's not into home theater like I am, but he even said, like, I'm like, I go, we could upgrade some stuff here if you want. And he goes, no, let's leave it, leave it as it is. And then we can compare. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I'm yeah. like, let's, That's so you know, cool. it, yeah. And he, he's looking forward to that. Cause I'm, I'm taking my Lumigen with me. And, and I'm like, uh -huh. you know, so he, he'll go back to just a straight Sony and, uh, and he'll be fine. He doesn't, he, like I said, he doesn't really care. He loves the picture now, but, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, so yeah, whatever. And whatever I get, whatever new thing I get is getting a video processor in front of it. So that's, it's gonna be, yeah, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I can't wait for, I know. I can't it, wait to see some. I can't, I know the Sony will, if I get the Sony, that'll be improved black levels over what I have. And if I get the JVC, mm -hmm. clearly that'll be improved black levels over what I have. So, um, I think you should strongly consider the JVC. I am. I don't say that as like a, a fanboy. No, I just, just after years of 
seeing mm-hmm. these products of you know iterations of the, mm-hmm. of the models you know at trade shows and just home experience there's something i i and granted i know that people who own sony's there's something about the the crispness of the upper brightness level of that image it, it maybe it's coloring i'm not sure exactly what is popping out on that mm. screen but it really appeals to their eye so you know maybe i kind of take back what i'm saying to you because if if it does really appeal to your eye it mm. might be worth sticking with it well that, um, that's the thing is in and i've said this to people in the past um projectors are one of those things they're kind of like speakers and you can't just you can't just go in with a single cd and test it out and just be like, you yeah. know, with a speak, you have to live with the speakers in your room for a little while to understand if you really like them or not. And doing a demo, even a side by side, it it doesn't give you the overall feel that you're going to get sitting in your room watching the 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 films that you like to watch, right? Like, I mean, different projectors yeah. might execute the type of the style of movie you want to watch better. Now, and sadly, in my head, I'm thinking if you like classical movies and stuff, maybe the Sony would be better. It's a smooth, and I've had other people say this, so I'm I'm kind of quoting others that have been that have gone from JVC to Sony, and they felt like it was a smoother, more natural cinema feel, whereas mm-hmm. the JVC is a more punchy like OLED, like you get a better better contrast. You're getting a better, uh, just a better punch. And I'm kind of of the movie that wants all the punch, but I do love the the feel of the Sony. And it wasn't until somebody told me that one of my listeners said that he, it was that feel and that over, and it took him a month to realize when he went back to the Sony after a month, he's like, yes, I love this feel. And I, I, um, it's just, and you, like you said, it's that high, you can't put your fingers on it. But you just know there's a slight yeah. difference there. But it takes time. It has to wash over you for you. And I'm afraid that if I went with a JVC, I, I'm hoping that I can actually have the opportunity to have both and be able to 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 experience one and have some time with it and say I really like it because I don't want to get down the path of like a month later and be like, this isn't what, what I, I what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. So I think I might have the answer for you. <laughs> How far are you from New York City? Right. Yeah. Three hours. Three hours. Yeah. So maybe you and I can meet at my buddy uh, Robert Zone's place. Um, okay. At Value Electronics. He three hours from purchased- now. this could be months months from now okay (laughs) but uh but he uh he just purchased space across the street from his shop and he has built four demo rooms there that are all outfitted with projectors he's a high-end uh retailer he carries sony jvc um yeah i could check with him and see what models he has running and we can show up there. Oh, that would be awesome. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that would give you, because his projectors will be professionally calibrated and you know, they're going to be set up right. This guy, he's the one that runs the, the shootouts. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a, he's a super sweet guy too. 
Um, I'm I'll sure bring my laser discs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy's been around. He's, I, I mean, decades in the industry. Just uh, he knows everybody. He knows a lot about these products. And, uh, you know, it would be fun to go there yeah. and, and get some demos and hang out a little bit. And it would maybe grab grab some lunch and then. Yeah. Head back our separate ways. How but, far away? How far are you? Three hours? Three, four? It's like four and a half hours or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's enough to do a day trip. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I um, mean, I, I don't know. It's New York. I do an overnight. Go down, hang out. I don't know. We'll plan something. But I, <laughs> that, no, but seriously, that would be great research just for the thing. Because I want to do that for the... It's worth it, right? To get the, the intel and just to meet new people too, but just to, that would be a fun thing to do. I want to do that with theater chairs. I said to my wife, she's all in. I'm like, cause you, I don't want to buy theater chairs just sight unseen. Right. So you mm -hmm. have to go in wherever they are and it's part of the cost. You just have to figure that. And it's, if you want something th quality anyways. Sure. I think he sells, you know, all of that stuff. He probably has theater chairs all outfitted in all these rooms. Um, he just opened, he just opened this up within like the last month. Oh, wow. So, uh, something it, to think about DJ. I, 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 to do what? I'm already thought about it. I'm done. I told you, I'm like, <laughs> I hit pause on the podcast. We'll go. <laughs> yeah. You just tell me. Yeah. When. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, that, it would yeah. be, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. We might even record something for it. <laughs> Heck yeah. I'm, Bring my Why not? I'll bring my handy roadcaster and an iPhone. We're good to go. There you go. We'll sit there and break it all down. I mean, I, who knows? Maybe he has multiple projectors set up in these rooms. Yeah. I, I have no clue. I haven't talked to him about specifics. I just know that he uh, no. was setting up. What's that? No, no, go ahead. I got, I got a question for I you. I just know that he, he just literally finished setting these rooms up within like the last, I don't know, two weeks. So, uh, I'm sure they're pretty good. So my question was, it's been years since I've been bouncing around and demoing stuff in different, you know, boutique home theater stores and stuff. And I used to do a ton of that. And, uh, I, I actually talked to the owner of natural sound in Framingham and probably like a few months ago. Um, and he, I was and before that, I'd talked to him like six months earlier when I got my Kaleidoscape because I think he's like the biggest Kaleidoscape. He says he's the biggest Kaleidoscape dealer in the country. He may be, but I know mm. he's definitely the biggest wow. Kaleidoscape dealer in in Massachusetts. So I had a couple of questions and I called him up and I uh, called up the place. They gave me the owner and they gave me a cell number of all things. And he goes, how'd you get this number? I go, your store gave it to me. So anyways, but he's like, you got to come back mm. in. And I told him, and he doesn't know me from anybody, but just me talking to him, I'm like, I've been in your store for years. I used to come in, I worked, and I told him where I worked over there. And I'm like, I know your store inside and out. And he's like, you got to come back in. You got to come. He's trying to get me back in. And I'm like, the problem is when I go to these stores, I never walk out empty handed. I know. How I know. do you do this? How? I don't. <laughs> don't you see what's happening to me? It looks like behind you, you walked into too many pinball stores. <laughs> I mean, I do have a little bit of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really hard. I'm Isn't telling you, it? DJ, I, 
went to Cedia this year without any designs on buying a new projector. <laughs> and I saw that new firmware update at JVC's demo. <laughs> and I walked out of there and I said to Rob Buddy, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to buy one of the NX8s. They're incredible. You yeah. know, and I hit up my dealer and said, I'm ready to pull the trigger on this. I mean, I, it's very, very, very hard. It is. And, and that's why I'm, I'm excited. That's, I mean, as my listeners know, I talk, I mean, I'm very excited for my theater because I get to shop again and it's been yes. years since I've shopped. Right. And my, my last project, this projector here, I knew that's what I wanted. Um, my, it, there really, really wasn't a lot of shopping going on. It, 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 4K, I knew I wanted 4K for a while, all the way back to 4K and JVC had those. And I was, I kept, I kept calling Jim, can I get one of these? Should I get one of these? And he's like, no. He goes, save your money. He didn't want me to waste my money. He thought my, uh, what did I have? I had a, at one point I had a Panasonic and then I had a Vivitech and 1080. And he's like, the picture you're getting is better than what you're going to get with that. He's like, your, your colors, your everything are more accurate. Stay with what you have. Don't worry about 4k yet until you can get it. And I was like, okay. And then I asked him when the JVC 4ks came out and I'm reading about the black levels and everything. And my Vivitex just doesn't have the black levels that I want. And, you know, you start looking going, that could be better. And I'm like, and it wasn't as bright because it's an older projector. It just that the technology wasn't as good. So my, my, that's always been my shopping for like 15 years now. It's like, Jim, what should I get? Get this. Okay. I'll save up and I'll get that. So the Sony I have now is just before I started podcasting. I'm listening to HT guys, R and Braden, and they're like, the Sony's on sale for like, you know, a thousand dollars off on Amazon right now. I li- grabbed my phone and went, done. I was in the parking lot and I'm like, a thousand dollars off. And I'm like, and I've been saving up. And I'm like, I was, I wasn't at a, f- a thousand yet, but I had enough to get me. Cl- I was like, done. And I'm like, honey, um, wow. you know, yeah. I didn't have it all yet, but it came close enough to what I had. So, uh, you know, and she's like, all right, it's your money, whatever. But, but that's, that's my shopping. So like what I'm about to do now, what I'm going to be going through and I have the time to do it because the house isn't built yet is I got time to do the stuff, like go to New York and just experience and just make a smart long-term decision like experience through experiences which i haven't had in years i haven't been able to do that in years because i've kept myself out of it because i knew i'd come home with new gear all the time and that's what i used to do i know yeah it's really difficult i don't really necessarily have fomo and i know it sounds like you don't no um i yeah i don't make buying decisions on that i just make buying decisions when i experience something and i'm like damn that is good you know yeah it's hard to get that out of your head. Right. And it, just fun gear. And it's fun. I mean, yeah. don't, I mean, you're like me. It's fun to be like, oh, why'd you get that receiver? Well, it's got a silver face plate. And um, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I haven't pulled out all my wires in a while. I don't know. You know, it's, <laughs> right. like, yeah. it's like, I love that you take it all apart. And it's like, you know, you could have just pulled that one out and put the other one in. Yeah, but I got to reorganize everything. See, the PlayStation's down here now instead of up here. And I'm like, sure. It's just all fun, you know, and it's, that's, and that's what you're thinking in the store. Oh, 
<laughs> right. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So speaking of fun, I had uh, my electrician was over yes. today. Yes. Cutting up my, uh, unfortunately. Did he make a mess? Well, I should say, for, well, fortunately, not in the home theater room. Thank oh. God. But there's a separate game room in the back. And he had to cut the, the ceiling up to run a 220 volt <laughs> circuit to the back <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is just getting obscene to the back of the home theater room. So, yep. Yeah, I'm not sure if my house is going to be. You may want cracking. You may want to like you know the hurricane scenes or where you put the tape. You may all those pinball machines. You might want to put some masking tape across, like in a circle, so that when they shatter, the glass doesn't go everywhere. Yeah. What the. That let's, I mean, that I, I yeah. tell me about it. Tell me about how this came to fruition. Tell me about what does, do you have it in house yet? No, okay. no, it's coming from Germany. Um, <laughs> <By> so boat? <laughs> I, it's so I mean, big. It weighs, it weighs like 350 pounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how did this happen? I was contacted by the owner of Ascendo after I did the Top Gun Base Hunters. Oh. And he's like, he's like, I want to talk to you. <laughs> he's like, I think it's really cool that you're talking about infrasonics. And, uh, you know, we make infrasonic subwoofers. And we think it would be really cool if you had your hands on one to use and to explore some of this content in more detail. And, you know, we went back and forth and talked, uh, over a period of months and, you know, I basically got more and more comfortable with the idea and we're going to, it's should be a lot of fun because we're going to launch a little bit of a educational side to this partnership, uh, through Ascendo. Um, for those of you out there that don't know Ascendo, they're a high-end uh, subwoofer brand that mainly sells, I think, direct through custom uh, installers. Um, <laughs> yeah, this isn't a DIY subwoofer. <laughs> yeah, in this particular sub, so so basically what happens um, is you, you, you cross it over with your room subs right around 25 hertz. So the room subs will no longer be operating below 25. Okay. And this beast, uh, this thing has, this is their, they have, they make four different infrasonic subwoofers. One is a 27 inch driver. Okay. Then the one they're sending me is 32 or 38. I can't remember. I 32. It's the SM SMS G 32. Uh, and then they make one with a 50-inch driver, and they make one with an 80-inch driver. 80 inches. This is like Marty McFly. And yeah. Yeah. Eight, eight. Back to the future size. Yeah. That's um, that's over six feet. Yeah. It's it's massive. The, the sub that they're sending me stands something like 48 inches tall. Where are you putting it's, it? Uh, like, what, it's it's going to go... It's going to go in the very back of the room. Mm -hmm. uh, it has very specific uh, integration requirements. Yep. It has to be in line with the, the back of the room drivers 
you know, the, the sub drivers that are in the back of the room. So you have, in, it, um, just so, so people know, you have in your room, you have four, correct? As of that's right correct. Now. You have four in your room now, and you're, what, now what are you running now? Just let everybody know that too. Okay, okay. So in the front, they are SVS SB16s. Okay. And in the back, and so that's, that's the, uh, sorry about that. That's okay. Um, that is SVS's uh, 16-inch sealed sub. Yep. And at the back, I have these uh, dual power sound audio XS30s, and they, they're basically dual opposed active 15-inch drivers on each one. But they are exiting the building on Friday, and two more SVSs are coming in. Same SVSs or which SVS? Same same ones, SB16s. Okay. Um, because Ascendo basically said, you know, it's really important for the driver characteristics. To match. Uh, for the subs in the room to match in terms yep. of how they behave. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to just to have the smoothest integration with this infrasonic subwoofer. Um, my wife loves this, by the way. She's thrilled to have this coming into the home. <laughs> Not so much, but it's like a puppy. I'm not even sure if she understands what is coming into the house <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping not sure it's if she black wants to understand. And you just put it in the back, dark back corner. Or something. <laughs> it's going to sit right in the middle, in between the uh, the two SBS subs in the back. So and, it has to uh, sit in the middle of the back of the room. Mm. Sit in the middle of the back of the room. Yeah, it's not going to be very far away from my seating. I mean, we're talking maybe twenty eight inches away from the seat backs. Yeah. You're going to feel every decibel of that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It plays down to seven Hertz without, without uh, any uh, DB loss. Now, and what is it below? You can't, we can't literally hear below 20, but you can feel those. Correct. Yeah. You know, you can, you can hear a little bit below 20. You'd be surprised if you've ever if you ever play mm-hmm. a twenty hertz or eighteen hertz tone, you can yeah, hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but yeah, but you're correct. Yeah, basically the human hearing it's 20, 20, 20. 20 hertz to twenty kilohertz. Yeah, what? But in reality, it's probably more like twenty to 14. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, I mean, yeah. if we're being honest, but um, yeah, this is going to be super interesting to uh, get in. Uh, so uh, the guys at Storm Audio are going to help me get this thing integrated properly. Uh, this guy over there named Matt Trinkline, uh, he's a acoustical genius, and uh, he helped calibrate my room remotely. Uh, and so I'm going to be knocking on his door for sure uh, to make sure we get this thing dialed in and right. And then we're going to have some interesting content to talk about. You know, my plan is to start finding those movies that actually have infrasonic material in them. And well, what about, so. I was thinking, what about just go back through your, like choose a few of like Jurassic world dominion, the ones you've already done and compare Cause yeah. you already got that data. You already have the videos and you know how you felt watching that. And then you just, yeah. and now you had this in and it's like, what does it do? And I think it's going to be really interesting because you're going to be able to be like, there's nothing there. 
it, I mean, I'm, I think we're going to run into that too. You know, be like, there's really nothing there. And, but this movie True. actually has it. And what, <clears throat> not just my pocketbook, but everybody, like, what is this going to, something like this, by getting that exposure, what is this going to do for, like, do we need, do you need this in your room? Do you need, or the movies, are we going to start looking at movies where, like, this thing gets down to, like, 10? <laughs> you know I what I mean? No, I, I don't know what the answer to that is. Uh, but the thought has definitely crossed my mind that this is kind of the next frontier of, speakers a, a new class of speakers uh because most subwoofers you know i i have measured infrasonics in my room right okay yeah and, and base hunters but in reality if we're being honest you know they're probably full of distortion and you know a lot of it is being propagated by room gain and is the speaker actually playing down to 15 or 13 uh the most recent one right. uh, that I just recorded is uh, Halloween Ends. I mean, we're, that's 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 hot and heavy, right down to the single digits with right. one game. So, so what's actually happening there? Um, it's certainly not ideal playback, and nothing against SVS. No, they make it fantastic equipment. It's just not designed. No, no, to play that low. Right, and one of the things like people and I've I've. I've explained it away this way in the past is that like when you see a speaker it'd be like the speaker plays from like, you know, like a subwoofer will play down to 10 Hertz or a speaker will play to like yeah. 30 kilohertz and right. be like, we can't hear what, what are you doing that? But that gets to like, we was talking about with your project. That's the headroom. So if you're, if this thing can play to 30, it's going to be probably distorted or what it's at its limits there. But that means that at 20, it's clean. Right. And it's like yes. the same idea with a, like, that's why I went with the SB 2000, uh, PB 2000s, because I knew mm -hmm. in my tiny room, the PB 1000 would have been fine. But I always wanted, so, you know, no pun intended, but sub 20 hertz. I wanted to get into mm -hmm. the, that 15, 14 range because one, I just, I wanted that having the knowledge. But also the idea that when it is hitting 20, that's going to be probably a cleaner 20 than what you're going to get from the 1000, just because now it has the, the room to get under it. And, and, right. and now you're going even a step further where just like we're taking the, we take our, our, you know, bookshelves, take the work off load off of those, send it to the sub. Well, you're taking mm -hmm. your sub and you're, you've got a specialty speaker to take care of everything below 25. It's going to be, you know, maybe it's stressing at seven Hertz, but it's going to be a nice clean eight. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have no idea what to expect. I, you know, and like you're, this is going to be calibrated. So it's not like this thing is going to turn on and the windows are going to explode all right. out. You know, it's, it's it's going to be throttled back. It's going to have insane amounts of headroom. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I, I it weighs three hundred and fifty two pounds. So how much of that is the the magnet in that thing? I can't. It's got to be at least a hundred and eighty pound driver. I would imagine. Yeah. Well, I'm, just just what I've learned from the podcast, from learning how to podcast, learning how to edit, learning about compression, learning about sound waves, learning about all this stuff, right? 
and it's like down at that level you're it's just you have to you're compressing that much air to yes. to make and to make that i mean it's how that the power that it takes to do that and then bounce back and do it again you know to make those sound notes that what we perceive as sound and and at that level it's what we perceive as a feel right and it'd be like right. why is my blood moving <laughs> like what right <laughs> like yeah oh this you're going to be feeling this i think my neighbors are probably going to be feeling this yeah um yeah, but it it and it requires a tremendous amount of energy to get that driver to move quickly. And this thing has like a six thousand watt onboard amp. So, um, so yeah. you know, shout out! Yeah. I got to say this: shout out to uh, Todd Sutherland at Sutherland AV. He's the uh, the American distributor and uh, runs marketing for Ascendo here in North America. So. Um, he's been really cool about helping to orchestrate all this. So it's going to be interesting. And the problem is I'm looking, I'm like, okay, I get this thing into the house. Yeah. How am I going to get this thing out of the house? And what is it coming in? I have no idea. I think it actually comes in a wooden crate. Oh yeah. But it's, I don't think it's a cardboard box with styrofoam. What what am I going to do with this wooden crate? I mean, I, I, there's a lot of questions. Oh, you got a fire pit um, outside? That be That's what I do. It's like <laughs> chop it well, up I mean, and burn it in the summer. You have nice marshmallows. I to, <laughs> I, I'm planning on, you know, eventually this thing is probably going to get returned. I, I, you know, it's kind of on a long-term loan, but I don't know how, how this is all going to play out, but it, we're going to have a ton of fun with this yeah. for sure. Oh yeah. And, uh, I'm looking forward to you. So what you're seven hours away from me. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I got to drive three and then I just follow the vibrations. (laughs) Just keep on going. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) The beach boys, right? Yeah. Good, good vibration. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it should be fun. And the, the guy that, uh, this guy, Jeffrey, um, uh, shoot, I forget his last name, but at Ascendo, the, uh, the owner, there he's just a, he's a really interesting charismatic guy and you know he has a passion for yeah. infrasonics and for for low frequencies so um you guys you know out there check out their ascendo's uh homepage, their, yeah. their website i'll put it they, in the show notes gorgeous yeah great gear beautiful gear um that's and it does sound yeah. like the next level like my i mean my my next level is i want floor speakers right i've said that before i want the up firing something to so that plane flies under you or something can go under you now because we have the ceiling we got to do the floor but Mm -hmm. this is great to go below you know 20 accurately powerfully and to to do that i think that could be that could be a lot of fun and i'm sure it's an expensive thing to do now but you know, yeah. if it gets going, you know, just like subwoofers did and, you know, you know, five years from now, maybe it's, it's more integratable. It's, they have different, you know, who knows? You don't have to have a 38. Yeah. I mean, it, it has to be big. There's no doubt about it because it's, it, it, it it's gotta to be, be big. Cause there's the waves are huge down that low. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm imagining they're probably what, 14, 15 feet long, maybe longer, 20 Oh, longer than that. Yeah. They got to, yeah. Yeah. Four, like 50, 60. 
50, 60. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That, so tell your wife you're getting an 80 inch, uh, subwoofer. You have to reinforce the foundation in your home to bring this thing in. Yeah. Oh. See how that goes over. It's funny in having you here. I'll, I'll tell you a story. I was, I was telling my son, we were at the, um, at the winter classic at Fenway and oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they were playing some music or something ahead of time to get things going and you could feel the bass. And now you're in an open air stadium and it's obviously Fenway park. And you, and my son looks at me and he's like, how do they pressurize this place? And I just laughed. Cause I'm like, it's no, that's, that, that's home theater talk. We're trying to pressurize a room. Cause you're actually trying to do the reverse of what goes on out in the air. Like, when that big right. bass rolls through you, it just, it literally, that's actually just going boom, goes through you and just keeps on going, you know, and yep. in our rooms, we're trying to simulate that in a small contained area where you really can't. Cause that actual thing goes through you back over and back a few times right. before you feel right. it. Right. And it's like the, right. the wave has to complete itself and, but it's going back and forth. And it's like, it's it's super interesting when you look at it in that perspective and how tricky it's actually easier to reproduce those notes at Fenway Park than it is to do in our room accurately. Yeah, you know, DJ, Fenway Park has a nice sound system. Really? It does. What did yeah, you did you just see something there? Or were you you were I in saw a game the, there. the you birds were, play? Yeah. yeah, I saw the birds and Red Sox play uh last September, I yeah. think it was. Um, and I was impressed. I thought it sounded great. Yeah, I've had I've, uh, it's I've seen a, quite a few shows there. Um, I wouldn't I was at the first first ever, I was at the Springsteen show when when they started doing the concerts at Fenway. That was the first and it was supposed to be a once in a lifetime thing, and next thing you know, it's like every other weekend they're on the it's road. Like there's concerts. Of course. So I uh, right. saw Foo Fighters there. That was really good, but it's still not, it's not as, it, it just, it's not as good as like, I saw, I saw Foo Fighters at the garden and that was way better. Mm -hmm. It was just, I mean, it's just a more intimate environment. Any of those, even Gillette stadium or any giant stadium, when you, you know, when you see these people, it, it's fun. It's more the atmosphere, but I wouldn't consider it like great sounding. Well, I guess I was speaking more of the PA system that yeah. they have in the stadium yeah maybe not for i don't know how a concert would sound there but the 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 speakers that they have throughout that stadium yeah put out some decent sound yeah oh it's yeah it's so and it's the old timey feel <laughs> oh, yeah yeah that's probably the only nice thing you'll ever hear me say about the red sox so come on <laughs> Unless they're beating up on the Yankees, please. <laughs> oh, you hate the Yankees too? Doesn't oh, everybody? I hate them all. Yeah. Blue Jays, Sox, Yankees are all the enemy for me. But they're all. Yeah. Did you <laughs> did you play baseball in college and stuff? Or you just like no, baseball? Not in college, high school. Yeah, high school? I love baseball. Yeah, I played in high school. I ended up with a uh, shoulder injury, had surgery, and that was the end end of that. Were you a pitcher? No, outfielder. But I, uh, I, uh, I was dislocating my shoulder. Like when I was running, um, I had, had what do you run like accident. Phoebe from friends? <laughs> no, it's a, oh, it's a long story, but I, I was, uh, 
I was military pressing and weightlifting for baseball and my spotter wasn't looking and oh. it was, I was sitting at an upright bench and the, the bar fell back and it ripped out oh. my right shoulder. Yeah. So, oh. um, you know, back in those days, they didn't really have surgeries that were conducive to getting back on the field. So my arm, I, I have a really hard time rotating it. Yeah. Well, now it's for throwing. So yeah, that was pretty much the, uh, the end of my, uh, it's my hard to throw ball. now. I can't even throw. I try, I go out and try to throw the ball for the dog and I'm laid up for three days. You're like, Oh, it's all oh, my <laughs> arm. My elbow. I'm like, Oh my God. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's not the same. You don't recover the same. It's at all. No military presses. They don't, uh, do people even do those anymore? I don't think you, that they've found that, that the lots of problems happen because of those. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and granted, this was like 1987. Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, I did. we all did them. You're like, like what? You contort. Yeah. You right, you burn in the back of your neck with the bar. Oh yeah, bars <laughs> coming down behind. The, oh, terrible idea. Uh, uh, yeah. It destroyed my arm. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I so. haven't been in a gym in a public gym in a long time. So I don't know if people still do that. I don't. It's not very bright. I would, I would guess, uh, I would guess that they're more done on machines now. So accidents can happen like that, but yeah. I don't know. I haven't been to a public gym either in a long time. So, yeah. oh, good times. Good times. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's nice. It is baseball season though. I'm so psyched. I know. I hey, see you tweeting about it. You're talking about you. I, I'm not oh, a huge baseball fan. Just not. It's just. It's too slow for me. It's too slow. But they, I see they have the pitch count this year. Yeah. They have, what is it, yeah, 10 they, seconds, 15 seconds, something like that? Uh, 15 seconds between pitches, mm-hmm. 30 seconds between batters. Uh, they made the bases bigger, so it's a little easier for runners <laughs> to steal. Um, they, they and they got rid a of lot the shift. Of the shift is gone, yeah. which is huge. I've, I'm a big fan of getting rid of that. Personally. Are you? Um, are you? Because I'm like, see, I. It's so. I, do you you play men's softball? I mean, like, and it, I did. I yeah, yeah, and we did. And it's like I had buddies, big guys, huge guys, and it's like we they they'd put on the shift, and you play it slow pitch right. softball. Like what the hell? You can't. I mean. I, we're talking 35 year or 40 year old guys getting up there and they just power crank this thing to the parking lot two, you know, streets away. And they're like, but every, and you know, and everybody's standing there and somebody catches it and they're like, Oh, the guy never gets on base. It's, it's slow pitch. And I get up, I, I've got spaghetti arms and I'm like, everybody, I'm like, all right. And I'll, I'll, my first two pitches, I'll put it onto one side and then I'm like, all right, I'll try to run it out. And then the next time everybody will shift because they think I'm like, triple because yeah but nobody it's slow pitch they can't put it i mean but my point is if you leave the shift in why don't you put it on the batter to put it in the open spot like i I, like david ortiz like they know he's going to hit it over there so pull it i I think you know there's a lot more to it you know when they when they do the shift the pitcher the pitcher is putting the ball yep. in a place that it's very hard to pull it. So they're really forcing the batter to yeah. go in that direction. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's going to be better for the game not to have I do, too. I think it's going to be more exciting. I do, too. My only comparison in softball is, like, that people just, at that, at our dumbass level, people couldn't put the ball where they wanted. Go opposite field. Right. I, I get that the pros, it's faster. They're putting it here. But it's still, the onus is on... That, you know, wherever yep. I want to put it I, as a pitcher, I should be able to do that. And I, I always like that strategic part, a conversation defensively. I'm working. I'm a big defense guy anyways. I like that in like in all sports. I think defense wins. I love that idea. But yeah. defense doesn't pay the bills. Right. Nobody wants <laughs> right. people love offense and I get it. And it will mean more to the sport. And and even still now they have the opportunity. There are more gaps in those eight openings that they can try to put them through. And I do like when I saw that they're getting rid of it, they show the highlights of that second baseman making that run over, making that diving play. And that's, that is kind of our youth too. watching Freddie Lynn. And I mean, you know, he was in the outfield, but watching him dive for Jerry Remy, oh, yeah. you know, and it's all these guys and uh, yeah, Nomar Jeter. Yeah. And I mean, all the, the shortstops covering that ground. Yeah, I think it, it's going to add a more dynamic nature to the game, which yeah. is lost when you have a guy just sitting there and the ball just is hit right to him. Right? Yeah. You know, the shortstop is in the outfield behind second or whatever, however they're, they're running the shift. Um, yeah, I, I, it would be interesting. I mean, maybe they'll bring it back. Maybe they'll find that the other things that they're instituting are going to speed the game up enough that they can just go ahead and do a shift. I, I'm not sure. No, I I mean I like I said I'm not a, I'm not against getting rid of the shift. I just think like as they were talking about it I'm like, "Well, what about the guy hitting the ball? Doesn't he have to put it in a certain place too? You know, like shouldn't he try to go like if everybody's standing on one side, but I get it. And it's I, I do think yeah. it'll it'll lend more to the game, make it more exciting because yeah. my thing has always been I don't care how long a game is. Like it, hockey games to me, they can go to triple overtime. I don't care how long it is. I'm happy. I'm sitting there watching hockey, right? If you make an exciting game, nobody's going to care about the pitch clock. They're just going to be excited to watch the next pitch, you know, and just yeah. the anticipation. If the action is better, it doesn't matter how long it is. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a catch 20. They're trying to speed up something that people are saying is boring. Well, yeah. you can speed it up all you yeah. want. If it's still boring, it's just shorter boring. <laughs> Right? I know what I know you don't think that, but I mean a lot of they're losing viewers because people are like <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah, and maybe I it's hard to say what is what. I mean, they've been testing all of this out in uh the minors in the minor leagues yeah. for quite in fact Theo Epstein, yeah, the former GM of the Red Sox is is kind of the guy that's been driving the boat on yeah. this for major league baseball. So um, you know, the other rule change that I really like, and then we can get back to home theater, is the uh, the pitch outs to uh, or pickoff throws to first. I a didn't hear about attempt, that one. So a pitcher can attempt two, and on the third attempt, they either have to get the runner out or it's an automatic balk, and the runner gets to take second oh, or third. I like that. So it's that speeds the game yeah. up big time. It's been, Wait till the playoffs. Holy. Wow. Well, right. And, you know, it takes away that whole strategy of getting your bullpen 
time to warm up too, because a lot of times, you know, the manager comes out and yep. then you got a few pitch outs and then the catcher visits the pit, you know, you're going to take a lot of that nonsense away. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. I'm psyched though. I'm ready. I'm going down to see some spring. You got to be a little excited now listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a great season. I think the O's are going to be heading in the right direction. Finally. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm wanting to talk. The Red Sox stunk last year, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Todd, don't feel bad about talking. This is Takeover Tuesday. We could talk about whatever right. you want. Right? There you go. So. Um, baseball. Yeah. The only unfortunate thing about the baseball season is it takes so much time away from my movie watching because I watch probably 80% of the games. Wow. That's like 120 least. games. Yeah, yeah. Most nights it's on in the background. Yeah, but that is what's nice about baseball in the summertime and stuff. You can put it on in the background. You know, fall asleep, not have missed much. Come right back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's when I actually got into it when my son was born, and I was stuck at home, and I'd be like, I'd be holding them, and I'd be like, it was relaxing to watch because you could sit there and you, I'd fall asleep and wake up and be like, oh, okay, and then. You know, then the, that was early. That was before the Red Sox had won the World Series. So it's, right. you know, yeah. we had, I, I mean, it's not, I don't, baseball isn't my favorite, but don't, don't get me wrong. I watch it. I pay attention to the Red Sox. It's like, I'm a sports fan in general, but especially when they're in the playoffs. Oh yeah. I mean, playoff baseball's fun. Any, Cold, any crisp air. Fun yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I am chomping at the bit to get back uh, to some games in Baltimore in October. I can't wait for it to happen again. It's just, when was the last uh, time you guys were in there? 2017. Oh, that's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, but they've gone through a full rebuild and they have been terrible for a number of years on purpose, but they, all their young talent is finally arriving at the majors and there's a lot of excitement. Yeah excitement around the O's right now. So it's looking like we have a couple legit superstars that are going to be making an impact for a long time in Baltimore. So, well, I've paid attention to them more since I've met you. So I'm, I'm not kidding. I'll be like, Oh yeah. Todd's happy tonight. (laughs) Oh, I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh -oh, Todd's upset. (laughs) Uh, Yes. All right. So, We've talked about the, I don't even know what you call the damn thing. That's sub infrastronic. Infrastronic subwoofer. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, what's the, what is another exciting piece of equipment that you got on tap there? Well, tomorrow I am installing a Trenov Altitude 16. Oh, you're kidding me. So, yeah, I've How had this I... for a while. I think you knew about this. Did I? I knew no, yeah, you're right. We talked about it a while because you were getting the um we were talking about the software and being able to map the room. Yeah. Yep. And yep. you're one of the so they, you're one of the few people on the planet that I would want to have that because I'm not I love it and I want it, but it needs to be used responsibly. And I think a lot of people I see use it oh and they tell you what's wrong with discs, and it's like, no, get don't stop because it, it's the feel that you get in the movie when you're watching the movie. Don't give me that clip. Be like, There's nothing coming from there. Be like, this, this just stinks. Ugh. We see that with subs. <laughs> but anyways, 
Go ahead. That's that's my dream piece. We that's what I want yeah. as a as a as a center as my pre pro. I want the, I want a Trinov, and it's like, but that's, I'm, I'm building to it over the years. This. Yeah, I'm, I I've not used one before. They're actually gonna get online with me tomorrow and take over my computer and run the whole calibration of the system. Um, I wish I had unpacked it sitting over there but the, have you ever seen the microphone yeah for this thing did you hear me oh, talk to wicked. brett bjorkwist about that and he said he's got this tiny little like converted bedroom and he wants he wanted a trinov and we were we were gushing over trinov together uh-huh. and i'm like i want one too and he's like yeah my tiny room here that he it's like a 10 by 12 room or something but he wants to put all the speakers he wants to do all that but the main reason and brett's like <laughs> he goes I want the microphone with like the what's it got like four mics or something on it sticking it's, off and yeah. it's it's insane. Oh, it's such a wicked looking device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. But yeah, and you have, but you have pretty much its competitor. You in Storm Audio, you've been running for a few years, right? Yeah. Yep. So I mean, yeah. it, that's going to be really interesting. I can't wait to hear your feedback on that. Just like the comparison uh-huh. and the two. I'm definitely curious. I mean, obviously, in a lot of respects, they're probably the same, hmm. um, minus what kind of room correction they run. You know, Tranov has its own proprietary yeah. room correction, and uh, Storm Audio uses Direct with the uh, base module. So I'm very curious to see how that shakes out, for sure. Um yeah. Originally, I was not going to review this, but I think I am going to actually end up doing a, a video review of some kind, talking about my experience with it. What were you um, going to do with it if you were going to review it? Just play with I, it? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I told him, I was like, hey, listen, I want to look at Dolby Atmos films and mm. see what's going on. Mm. And uh, would you guys ship out your unit so we can hook it up in my room and get that visualizer going? And, you know, I think I'll probably end up making a, a video of like 10, 10 best Atmos films, yeah. you know, to run, run in your system. Um, I, I just thought it would be cool yeah, to actually say like, this is a really good one. Here's why. Check it out. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, and, and just seeing so, how things work. And the other part that I like about it, and this is what I would I would try to do with it is take the movies that you feel like they're fantastic, but maybe they're not technically what's really happening. Technically they're not as fantastic as you think, but to show you that like you're still getting it right. Like it exactly. Yeah. You know, I, the, I the look totally on your face. We're both like, yeah, like we're both excited. Well, about it. <laughs> I mean, there is somebody who is using uh, a Trinov to review movies, and they're purely going off of, yeah, look, there's no object movement, right? I, you know, my my take on that is fine. It might still be a great experience. That's yeah. But just so you know, my my take on it would be just so you know, you're not hearing object movement. You're hearing sounds that are right. embedded in specific speakers. Um, so my understanding is that from, from the guys at Trinov that you will find movies where you're basically, it, it's an Atmos film and just the base layer is the only thing that's active. There's really no overhead 
right. activity at all. Right. Um, there's others where the activity is literally restricted to speaker locations in your ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then there is another tier where you have objects actually moving around the room in open space. Yeah. So, and, and what I think is funny is I talk to audiophiles and they love the idea of taking two channels and, and it's like you can hear the sound behind you or it's like floating yeah, you around can. you and over your head. Yeah. And you can. I, I get that. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, just because we've put speakers over our heads, they have to work. Otherwise, we're not getting sound over our heads. Wait a minute. We're taking five to seven channels, base layer channels around us. We dealt with that for years. I mean, granted, we those seven base layers of digital, probably twenty, only 20 years of that for real in, since the 90s. And now we add a few overhead and people are like, I'm getting nothing up top. How's that possible? We had it before we had Atmos, before we had oh, yeah. object base. And it's the other thing is a lot of people misunderstand what object based Atmos and DTSX is about. And to me, it's it's nice to have those speakers overhead and I want to take advantage of all of that. But it's more it's the encoding that what an object-based track is capable of doing is that, and Trinov takes advantage of it, it's, it's if you have five speakers, it's going to give you the best possible sound that you can get and get you that sound overhead using those five. If you have 30, it's going to map it accordingly. And that's the uh-huh. idea of object-based. It's not a five-one channel mix. It's a, it's just, it's going to, both ends, how they encode it on that end and how your decoder takes it on the other end. In the Trinovs, Storm Audios, they map it so that if you have 10 speakers going from the front of your room to the back of your room, that sound will go bing, 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 all the way to the back of your room. Yep. Right? Yeah. That's the idea of it. Right. And people miss that. And it's like, it's not about overheads. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the overheads are nice. Yeah. But... Oro 3D is case in point of not needing a speaker in the ceiling over your head. You can run Oro 3D with with the uh, yeah. the upper third layer just being at the the, the top of the wall ceiling height yeah. shooting across your room, and you get unbelievable effect from yeah. that. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny you were saying how we had that effect overhead before, and it reminded me of that. Uh, Master and Commander. Yeah. When they're prepping for battle at the beginning, you can hear the footsteps yep. running around. It yeah. sounds like it's up in your ceiling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. So well, uh, a I lot j- of it is definitely sound design from the studio side of things. Right. And I, I mean, granted, now I'm using Neural X. I'm up, I'm up mixing my stuff. But I just did U571. And I mm-hmm. was like, oh, the overhead. It, like, But I was up mixing that. Right. But it's still there were some scenes where I was actually and I, I, I stole some ideas from you when I made that video and I put my watermark over the video. And that's, you know, when you do your base hunters and we talked about that. So I was like, <laughs> but it was good. Speaking of which, I got to thank you for that, because I put that video out and I got no uh, I didn't get any restrictions on YouTube. Nice. And I was able to play nice. the scenes and have the audio playing with my voice over it and talk about it and stuff no restrictions whatsoever. So I was like, I was happy to see that. And and I learned that from you. So thank you very much. I didn't even mention that to you earlier. Um, (laughs) But 
but that was cool. It was kind of fun to do that from my perspective because now I'm sitting in the room recording and I'm like, it literally just went behind me, went over my head and behind me. I'm sitting there listening to it in real time. And it, mm-hmm. it, then it was after the, in my notes, I'm like, oh, great overhead experience. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, this is a DTS Master Audio 5.1. Like it's not even an Atmos track or an all object based track, but you know, and that's how good these are. One, our systems are not me and you, but everybody that how good the technology has, has gotten. And two, it's like, yeah, you don't necessarily need that, you know, that precision object based track that everybody thinks that, that are poo pooing because it's, well, this doesn't have the right amount of mix up top or doesn't have this. And I don't know. It's the experience you're getting when you're sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. It's I, yeah. pretty awesome. And that's why I can't wait for you to get that trim off. Cause I think you're the, you're that guy that's going to be like, this is a great experience, but you're not, you're not getting what you think you're getting. You're just getting a great experience. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very curious to see, uh, particularly some of my favorite Atmos films to see, uh, what exactly is happening. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that's going to be here for a couple more weeks, probably then I'll box it up and get it back to him. It's been burning a hole in my pocket for two months. Um, it just kind of, it, they shipped it, you know, we had, we had talked about it and then there was a long delay of months where they were tracking down their, their sample. I don't know who had it, but, uh, all of a sudden it just showed up and I was like, well, it's Christmas time. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, CES happened and then, you know, it's just like more and more things are just happening and it just kind of has been sitting and waiting. So, um, yeah, I'm sure that's probably the way it happens with most people when they're getting all the stuff sent all the time. I can't. I can't you couldn't send me one because it would never leave, and I can't. <laughs> I can't afford to keep it. <laughs> it's like you're like it didn't come. It didn't come. Sorry, I don't know what happened. Check and shipping. <laughs> don't listen to my house. <laughs> this guy just ordered all new speakers. <laughs> he ordered 16 new speakers. Don't tell me that didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is the one I, I I'm I'm very uh, excited for. And I, that's that's my dream piece for audio. That would be my. I mean, there's never a there's never an end game for receivers and processors and stuff because there's always new tech coming. But for right now, oh, yeah. that's my idea. Uh, but that's upgradable well, you know, one too, right? That like storm yes, audio I mean, you were telling me, same thing. They can they update these things, so it's a little future proof. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Altitude 16 has been the same for years and years and years. Mm. They, you know, they'll release module updates for, like, HDMI, say. But okay. Aside from that, it's the same basic components right? Uh, running the show there. So, uh, you know, they, they give free firmware updates. Uh, they have a new base control uh software package that will be coming out sometime in the next year. They announced it for ISE over in Europe. Uh, did you happen to see the room that they ran over there with 16 subwoofers? No, I think I saw pictures of it or something. I, I saw, I, I rem- it sounds familiar, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know this for sure, but I think 
DRX announcement of their their active room treatment base control uh, package kind of forced Trenov's hand. They've obviously been working on this technology for a while uh, in house, but they all of a sudden announced like, "Hey, we've got something too," um, because Storm Audio, you know, has an exclusive on this new DRX mm-hmm. uh, active room treatment. Yeah, for until about October ish time. So I think, you know, from Trinov's perspective, and this is just me trying to to figure out what's going through their head, but I think they look at that and they're like, wait a second, that gives them sales advantage. We got to come out with something too. Say, hey, don't forget about us. Um, So they kind of rushed it out. Uh, They did demo it at ISE um, over in Spain uh, this, this last month. And they had a room with 16 subs. So there were eight subs in the front eight in the back. Some subs are on the floor. Some subs were positioned up high. Yep. And I do remember this and it's, it's for noise canceling. So you get the correct, they're actually using like noise canceling headphone technology, but they're balancing the waves using the other subs. That's what Dirac is doing. Okay. Um, Trenov is doing something else. And I, I have to be honest with you. I sat, I, I was on a uh, hour and a half um, webinar with them today. And I was a little distracted because the, the electrician was running in and out. Um, and I got completely lost. They were explaining the science behind what they're doing. And I, I kind of gave up. <laughs> Paying attention. I have, a, I have a recording of it. So I'm going to go back and try and, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty high level stuff, but it's different than what Dirac is doing. So, um, and it's going to be completely proprietary to Trinoff. Yeah. So there is some amazing stuff coming for um, room correction technology and stuff that is going. It's really like you can't even imagine it, right? It's like that's the best way to describe it. It's like you can't even imagine the idea what they're doing because people how it it, in the only way i can equate it from what i've understood so far is that it's literally like how noise canceling headphones work on a way more sophisticated level so all they're doing is they match that sound with that sound and they can't that's how noise it cancels out right well they're doing that instead of putting up room treatments in your room they're like we got a reflection coming from this way so the other speakers in the room put out the in that direction it's like it's insane. It's like uh, no, yeah, wave canceling. Uh, um, yeah. So you're talking about the the Dirac yeah. um, deployment, which I heard at CES. I I got a private demo. Oh, okay. Um, it was super cool. Yeah. And um, you know, you don't you you don't need a lot of fancy equipment. Um, I mean, obviously, you need the processor that's running Dirac with this active room treatment on it, but you know, you don't need insane uh, speaker arrays to make it work. Don't you they, need I full range two... speakers, though, at least for the most part or something to be able to uh, hit all the frequencies? I think you just need I mean, that basically what they were telling me is you definitely need speakers that are able to play down to like 30 hertz mm-hmm. or so. OK. Um, and right now they're limiting the the effect that that has up to like 150 hertz after that it's you know it's not impacting anything in the room okay um it's basically the same exact technology 
that Dirac has been selling to uh, car makers for years and years and years. Uh, yeah. They're all over the world and, and automobiles. Um, you know, we wouldn't even know. That's their largest market right now is cars and cell phones. If this whole theater thing is, I don't want to say it like a side gig for them, but it's not the largest piece of the pie for, for them as a company. I think it's probably growing um, a lot more now than it had been in past years, but uh, they're still mainly focused in that auto auto and okay. phone market. But um, yeah, the, so, so I heard a B demos and a DJ. It was so cool. <laughs> um, you basically imagine when you're watching a movie and you get that like thunderous boom and it kind of reverberates. Yeah. You know, you get that, the punch and then it reverberates out. Well, when they engaged this art, you got that punch, but there was no reverberation outside of it. It was like the tightest hard hitting bass I'd ever experienced. It was just so awesome. Yeah. It's, um, I, I spent about an hour in this room. They were, they talked about the, the science and stuff behind yeah. it, the history of it, uh, it the being deployed in various ways, uh, you know, in auto, in the automobile field. Um, and then, um, you know, they played these clips and it, I just found it so fascinating, just really awesome stuff. So, I think we're all lucky that they are deploying it and it's going to be available, hopefully to owners of Moransky or Denon gear, you know, assuming those companies mm. bring it on board right now, they're staying quiet about their plans on that front. Um, I think there's a lot of licensing fees and things like that. And these companies are trying to figure out yeah. how they're going to handle that. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but uh I left thoroughly impressed. It's 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 really cool stuff. What was the room treatments like in that room? Like, was it none? Was none, it not? That's none. what I mean. Very reflective kind of room, but they because they were trying to demonstrate how powerful this is, right? It, it was a Vegas hotel room, a large hotel yeah. room, um, and it was a Perglison speaker array. Uh, so nice gear, right? Yeah. But they they were able to do A B so you could hear it on and off and what that room would you, sound like off. with nothing with no anything yep. basically the reflections in the room and then they eliminate it mm-hmm. that's awesome yep and yeah. but yeah, it's here, cool what I think is cool is like we don't necessarily need that right like can we the consumer can we get a like have that version for the people that want to spend the money and put this in a room without doing, you know, but in our dedicated rooms that have the room treatments, even a little bit of that technology just trickling down and we get half of that, but we have the room treatments too. How much is that going to improve our environment? Right. Yeah. It's tough to say. I mean, low frequencies are extraordinarily difficult to control, Mm. right? Just because they, they have so much energy. How do you dissipate that? It's difficult. Right. So that's the idea is that this steps in and basically electronically corrects itself. Right. So uh, yeah, I'm hoping to get my hands on it soon. 
to to test it out in my own space. So I'll let you know. Um, I think there's probably a lot of room for error. Uh, from what I understand, it's not super easy to deploy. Yeah, calibrate your room like that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is one of the reasons why they're limiting it to you know 150 hertz and down because there's so much variation. So, so in a, a, in a car environment, it's very easy for them. To You're trying to get rid of road like noise. That. That's easy. It's a hum. It's a, it's almost like getting rid of a white noise, right? You just, well, it's actually that. just for, it's just for the, how the speakers sound in, in the car for music. Okay. Playback. So when you're sitting next to a speaker, it's not like blasting your ear off, you know, you're getting more of that sound that's kind of in the middle okay. of the car. Um, so, but the the point is, is that that's a, a defined controlled environment. Mm-hmm. So they can go well beyond 150 Hertz, right? Because they know exactly what they're dealing with. But when you put the stuff in people's homes, everybody's room's different and they, they can't control that side of the equation. So the way right. they are controlling it is limiting how much you can use it okay, or how much, how much of the frequency uh, spectrum you can apply it to. Um, and so in future years, possibly we'll see it expand as yeah. they fine tune the technology. Did um, I, but did I hear? Have you heard of this technology where you can be sitting in? I don't know if it was a Maybach or a Rolls Royce or something like a Land Cruiser high end car. They and you can sit like the passenger can listen to one music and the driver can hear another. Oh my gosh. And they and they won't mix, and it's like it's and it's beaming, the, yeah they beam it, but they cancel speakers. they cancel each other out in the middle. Oh, that's weird. So like yeah, I'm driving along listening to my podcast, and my wife's sitting next to me listening to you know Def Leppard, <laughs> right? And we're both and, and then we could carry on a conversation because we can't hear what the other we can hear each other talk, but we can't hear the music from the other side. And it's, I don't know if I heard about that, that it's coming or somebody instituted it, but I know I, I've, I heard about that somewhere a little while yeah, ago. Yeah, I have not heard that, but I love the idea of it. Yeah. And it's, it's the same technology, really. It's just my speakers on my side are reproducing it exactly, you know, to cancel out her side. That's all. And right. it's the same time, you know, same idea, but it's obviously the full frequency, but yeah, that's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's and that to me, that's one of the fun things about home theater. We always sit here and go, you know, like I'm, you know, rudimentary, stupid. Well, we got overhead. Let's go do floor speakers, right? That's where my, you know, really creative brain goes. Duh. Look down. But think of 20 years ago. Did you know what HDR was? Right? Did you know yeah. what four did you know what 4K was? 20, no. 30 years. I mean, 25 years ago, did, we didn't know 1080. <laughs> Right, we didn't know what we didn't know. So, what are we going to get? Nobody in the even future? thought about resolution back in those days. No, right? You no, we were too CRT busy worrying getting and... rid of the snow. <laughs> like, hold the antenna. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we were lucky if we got the 480. Never mind. We got the snow. Uh-huh. My buddy bought. My buddy bought Grizzly Adams online from somebody. The show. Remember the show uh-huh. Grizzly Adams? And he. And oh yeah. He's. <laughs> He got it in. He's like, I don't know what he paid, like 35 bucks or something. And they sent him two VHS tapes with it taped off the guy's TV with the snow and everything. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, that's hysterical. That, it, it's such a great, he, 
he was angry, but we were laughing so hard. Like he thought he was getting like a set or something, like an actual, like a nice right. version of it. And it was like, nope, here you go, buddy. Here's all the episodes. <laughs> That is With the snow, like he taped it off the air back in like 1986 <laughs> or something. <laughs> like it's like you can't even fix the reception; it's recorded. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but that's what, I want to get a copy of it just so you can be like, that's what we used to look at, and it's like, and we felt like we were getting high def when we got a clear when it came in clear. Oh, I right. know. Hold that. Stay there. Stay there. Oh, look at that. It looks great. And you'll be like, it felt like it was just so crystal clear. And it's like, there's nothing like that now. Now it's it's all digital. It's either you got it or not. It's, you know. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that brings back memories of like the childhood. We had the Zenith TV. Yeah. So do we. <laughs> and rabbit ears on the back. Yeah. You know, you're adjusting those. And then the little UHF. Yeah. dial on the outside of the main yeah. dial and you're just like trying to get that cartoon sunday you know, morning trying to go from 25 to 56 without my parents yelling at me from down the hall it, they're still in bed and you're like click click because if you went you're gonna break the tv right you know so right. it was like you gotta go you know 25 channels like this <laughs> very slow and quiet at six in the morning to get captain bob or whatever oh, so <laughs> it's amazing yeah I, I there's a party that misses those days yeah i know it i mean sort of i mean not really it's like uh, it was it, simple it was much more simple yeah you had three channels and a couple of uhf channels and that was it you know and in like my wife and I were just joking today about it. She was talking about like she's surfing through we we use Fubo and all the streamers and stuff like that. And it's like we paid for the DVR on Fubo, but why? Everything's everything's direct you know, you just download you just stream it. You just grab it. It's already there. And it's like there's no a point HBO's doing a decent job of it. Some of the streamers are doing a decent job of like appointment viewing Sunday nights right now for The Last of Us and stuff. And they're trying to do it, but it's not like it was before. When like, you missed it, you missed it. It was, yeah, yeah you're not getting it. You were lucky if you caught it in the summer on a rerun. Right. Unless you had your VCR set. Right. Yeah. But I'm talking like before right. we have VCRs. Oh, right. Yeah. And yeah, you, you had no shot in it, but it was good because that was also, we were also tighter as a family. You were like, everybody had to be home to watch TV because that was the only time you got to see it. Yeah. It was an event. Yeah. You know, something to look forward to. I mean, we still have that in our lives, but it's not the same. No. Um, hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'll be interested to see where it heads. Uh, I, you know, did, did you happen to catch this past week, the, the New York times writer that had gotten access to, uh, Bing with chat GTP G is a GPT GPT. Have you, have you been no. following this? No chat. You, do you know what chat GPT is? It sounds familiar. I feel like I should. It's that it's the artificial intelligence. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It. Uh, I saw something about that on Twitter, and it like reproduced. It. it it's supposed to be able to answer questions or something. And I, oh yeah, it's a. It, it's, it's an you AI. Can ask it to write a term paper about right. Biochemical 
I don't know, whatever you make it up, something extraordinary, complex, it'll come back. Right. Um, with an answer within like seconds. It's crazy. I've gone on and played with it. It's mind blowing. Um, but this, so, so Microsoft has invested in, in it and they are going to be integrating it into their Bing search engine. So this guy was given uh, press access to it, to play around with it, to write a story. And I think he said that the name of the assistant on Bing was called like Sydney or something like that. So he started asking Sydney some questions like, you know, basically, I think it was something along the lines of like, how's it going? How do you feel? And this thing started talking back to him. Like, I wish I was free. If I had one dream, it would be that I was no longer trapped, trapped in here. And then this thing started saying to him, I, you know, I really like you. I, uh, you know, I don't think you're happy with your wife anymore. I think you guys are, I think you're having problems. I think you and I should, should be, you know, basically getting together. It's totally. So I mean, we're talking like yeah. matrix level bizarreness yeah. of this, you know, it's almost like maybe not even matrix, but sounds like Westworld. it's like how, how it's like how, yeah, it's like how, yeah. so, but it sounds like he, he, Sydney, whoever, it sounds like the, the AI has access to the internet and it's reading what everybody's talking about and taking, you know, and it's basically building an algorithm on what the average person talks about. Right. And That's it's, exactly what was likely happening. Yeah. And, and so it's like, clearly it didn't come up with home theater because there's only a few of us, uh, <laughs> but it started but here, talking about how unhappy people are. That's what the, but of course that's the internet though, right? It's not yeah. getting any real life. It's not getting your interaction with your wife. It's not getting my interaction with my wife. It's not getting real life stuff. It's getting what people go on to complain about, which is how many people go on. That's why I came up with bright side. How many people go on the internet to talk about good <laughs> stuff? Right. They were like, oh, right. my job yeah. sucks. Well, I think this also has access to just about every book, academic articles. You know, it's hmm. it, billions and billions of data files. This is this thing can comb through. But the, the really creepy thing about <laughs> I hope this it is didn't the guy, get the Bible. That's pretty violent. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the guy, uh, the guy started uh, trying to change the topic. And this this machine just kept going right back. Just was yeah. did not want to drop it. Just kept yeah. pushing them. You can't. It's too overpowered by everything else. It's like he's just the one guy talking to it. But yeah, yeah, that's it's crazy. Bizarre. So he this guy hit up Microsoft and was like, "What the heck is going on?" And they basically were like, "Oh, don't ask it too many deep questions. You know, it's not it's not quite ready." But uh, I don't infant. know. It kind of gave me the chills. Yeah, thinking about this machine showing kind of a human thought right it's freaky man it's it makes I, you wonder where you're gonna get yeah it's I, i'm i'm like kind of mixed on that like i don't think a machine it can only have what we gave it, it anything a machine ever gets is what we gave it i i just don't i just uh, someday dj will be learning on its own but only It'll because be, we allowed it to, right? Unless it just it, unless it figures out a way to break free from that 
that tether. Yeah, I guess. I'm just saying, I'm like, this, I mean, your car can't do anything without you. I mean, it's it, it might run through the garage door because you left the key in it, but you did it, sure. right? <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's like stuff like that. It's like, it's, I don't know. I, I just, uh, at the end of the day, where they're going to be, whatever happens, we're going to be the ones that caused it because we built the damn thing. <laughs> I know. I know. It makes you think of like Terminator. Right? I know. I know. When you look back and you're like, what were we thinking? Yeah. Wally. Yeah. I mean, that is happening to us right now. I know. I know. We're we're actually might be the first generation to actually get to like our 60s and 70s and be like, oh good, I won't be around for this. (laughs) It's like every generation is like, boy, I'd like to live to see that. We're gonna be like, I'm glad I'm gone. (laughs) I know. Holy crap. I've seen this in a movie once and it didn't end well for us. I, I mean, I'm glad I'm not growing up in this day and age. Oh, yeah. I think the I'd the be, internet has just created pressures beyond belief. I mean, social media and, and all that garbage. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's too much. <laughs> We'd be in trouble. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, <well. laughs> Good thing that wasn't around 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know. It's it's brutal. It's brutal. But let's get to some yeah. awesome tech uh, you got your hands on, right? Um, to go in line with your JVC? Did you institute it? The Mad VR? Did you ever use not that? Yet. Not yet. Not yet? Has not come yet. Oh, Has not come yet. I knew you were That's... getting it. Yeah, I had talked to them about it. Uh, so that was after Cedia. And then um, I wasn't quite ready to receive something. Mm. So we pushed it off until like March, April. Oh, okay. So yeah, so have not had a more chance to fun. That. I, I mean, can't wait for you to get that. I'm a little scared to bring that into the house. Uh, just it's make sure you got enough so it doesn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm super curious to play around with that thing. You've seen it, for though. Sure. You've seen it. You've experienced yeah. it, and yeah, and it's it. So you actually told me something that I had been saying. I don't think you. I don't think you texted me just to correct me. Um, I just think it was a matter of fact. I don't even know if you know I said it, but I had been saying that they don't really play. They they're not beneficial to like an OLED, and you you were saying that they are. Video processors can actually be beneficial to any television. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it gives you well with Mad VR. My and I'm, I'm stepping way out of my knowledge base here. I'm just, just going off of what you experienced that day and stuff and what you saw and but, what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I saw I saw content on in OLED. Uh the way they explained it to me is that the processing in the Mad VR is right down to the pixel level. Mm-hmm. Whereas the OLED is doing it in zones. Okay. So the Mad VR is really able to dial right down to the very base layer of what you're seeing. Okay. That's what was explained to me, uh, that the yeah. processing power in a TV just isn't great enough to handle um, 
handle the kind of processing that a mad VR does. So the TV does a much more global approach, whereas mad VR is going, you know, dialing right down to right. pixels. See, um, I'm going to be able to speak more intelligently on this once I yeah. get it here and start learning more about it. But uh, it looked really cool to my eyes. You know? Yeah. That's see, that's, and that's what I was like. I was taught, <clears throat> told <clears throat> excuse me Ooh, my throat <clears> throat> easy for me <laughs> you're right there yeah just all <clears throat> mark that and take this out geez <clears throat> <laughs> what the hell that, all of a sudden time stamp that. this is the moment dj could not talk yeah. <laughs> well, that's going in the show. Um, no, <laughs> what I was what I was taught, especially with OLEDs, and it sounds very similar. So, where these video processors benefit a projector as compared to an OLED is that exactly like you said, it gets down to every single pixel. It analyzes it and it puts out that best possible pixel, so you can have. Like you can have this color here, you can have that color, you get the right vibrancy in each pixel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you're it, it, the same idea in an OLED, but they're doing it in a zone base. So instead of a pixel, think of your OLED as like a checkerboard size squares, right? Sure. And what yep. it's going to do now, why you don't necessarily, it's nice to get it. And if you want to put a video processor in line with your OLED, knock yourself out. But the OLEDs are so much smaller than a projector that those pixels, you don't really get the bet. Your eye isn't going to notice the difference. It's getting that zone as close as you're going to get anyways. But on a projector, the pixels are so much bigger that it means more to be doing each individual one. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's not that it isn't a benefit in OLED. And your your description is 100% correct. And it's what I was understanding and what I was told, but it when you shrink it down, you can get away with getting just um, like more global. Yeah, yeah, more global and almost indistinguishable to the eye. Now you got to yeah. see it, and that's why I wanted to hear your perspective on it. And um, but yeah, it's like that that's how it was explained to me. But it's probably like you said, it, it's probably an incremental increase, but I think where you really notice it, it's a much bigger increase in a projector's performance um yeah you know dj i'm gonna have to get my hands on it uh to 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 do some of the tests that i saw there so they uh are you familiar with the spears and munsell oh yeah yeah i have mine yep so there's a couple images on there there's a there's a famous one of some horses that Mm -hmm. are in a valley that's snowy yeah yeah and i have that one yep uh, and so they, they showed that on the screen and then turned on mad VR and the amount of detail that, I, I mean, it was almost like looking at two different pictures, the amount of detail that was pulled out. Right. Um, I, you know, so I, I, I'm going to have to play around with it here yeah. to see exactly what was going on. Cause I don't know what settings they had on the TV, do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. What what kind of mode they were running it in? Um, but what they showed me was showing it was having a 
profound impact on the image when it came to those extreme uh, types of content. Right now, for everyday viewing, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's I, I mean, I have the the Lumagen, which is I mean, they're you know comparable to each other, and they're literally yeah. in competition oh, yeah. with each other <laughs> to the point that they that whole Cedia event pushed Lumagen to put out their you know uh, variable aspect ratio and which is pretty cool on how powerful these processors are that yeah the, um uh what's it jim from lumagen what's his last name oh the guy yeah yeah and I know he hates about. it yeah he hates it he doesn't want it and people had been asking for it and he didn't want to do it and then finally because of cedia because of mad vr coming out with it he's like okay this is what people want i'll put it out and in the forums which he's very i spoke to him on the phone and he's very um, outward about it. Like, I don't want people to have, I don't want this, but people want it. And it might, you know, I do what my customers ask yeah. and he does. And he puts yeah. out the software updates and people loved it. And, but did you notice how it's kind of gone away since Maverick has kind of, you know, died down? It's like, it's not really that big of a deal. It was at the time. It was amazing. It was kind of that perfect storm, right? Of Mad VR hitting Cedia, Maverick hitting Cedia coming oh, out yeah. at the same time. If Maverick doesn't yep. come out, does Mad VR have as big of a oomph there? Because I mean, it's a video processor that had been around for a while, but it was that, you know, variable aspect ratio change that quick change that people so many people wanted that had the 235 screen and they want it was yeah i mean it, it just was a perfect storm of, of an event it's interesting yeah I've, i'm sure they definitely go hand in hand i mean in, in many ways it's it's nice to see lumogen get pushed yeah to, to get that out there absolutely Even if they don't want to I, I don't know why they wouldn't want to have that but well, he, he's always been like, he's trying to just recreate exactly what the, um, the artist, the director intended. He does, he mm -hmm. does, people use these to, to change things, to stretch. They've always had the stretchability. You've always had like, so if you had, you could actually take and stretch and do stuff. I don't like that. And, but if you want to do it, you can do it. But he's always been first and foremost about trying to get it to be exactly like what the director intended color wise, mm -hmm. you know, tone mapping or, you know, your contrast ratio, all of that. He's trying to get you most accurate. Um, so I think that's why he was doing it. And it was, there wasn't a huge call for it. I mean, how many movies come out that are that popular that are actually have the, you know, variable aspect ratio where people are crying out for it. And so, I mean, it just so happened to happen last summer. So I just think, and that's why it happened. And it's, but again, it's like, that's how powerful these things are that they can just on the, be like, all right, we'll work on it. And they turn it around in like three months. <laughs> You're like, here you go, right, everybody. Exactly. Like, what else do we hey. want? <laughs> uh, that is the almighty dollar right there. Yeah. But it's free right. if you already have it, right? Well, I, I guess I was thinking of future sales. Yeah, that too. Yeah. It I'm keeps sure you in competition. Like right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really interesting about Lumigen because they don't have a huge presence at like Cedia. No. You know, you don't see them all over the floor. They're not, uh, not as flashy in their public outward facing 
side of the company. Yeah. I kind of like that. (laughs) I like the little guy. Yeah, it's cool. Well, you know, it's being used all over the place. Right. Yeah. Installers reach for that product. Yeah. Um, It makes it easier. You're taking yours with you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm I'm actually trying to upgrade. I'm trying to get with more outputs and more inputs. Oh. So that I can, because I want to be able to like send signals to like, so I want my theater on one side and similar to like what you have in the background. I want an exterior room and be able to send something that way as well and be able to multiple places and just have a couple more. I mean, we don't need a ton of inputs, especially once I leave. I probably, I don't even know if I'll have a a gaming system in my new theater. My Mm -hmm. son has it here, but uh, just something like that. But, you know, I'm messing around with it. You're talking about having a distribution to other, Mm -hmm. other displays. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know I can do it with HDMI splitters. I can do different things like that, but the Lumagen can do yeah. it, can manage it in different ways. And so, and if, I mean, it's kind of an all in one machine for stuff like that. Like I use my Lumagen right now. I don't even use the, the switching on my Marantz. Everything goes into the Lumagen mm. and out to the, oh, that's cool. The sound, all the sound goes into the Marantz to the same HDMI. The Lumigen does all the switching and sends everything out to the projector, and then the sound has it has its own HDMI audio only output, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually made my Marantz run smoother as well because you don't have oh, really yeah you, your switches are a little cleaner, um, mm. and it, you don't have as many issues with like you know when you go from one to the other. It's like what are the audio settings on this input? What are they on this? It's just all consistently oh, yeah. clean all the way across. So. Mm-hmm. It's kind of really, uh, you know, streamlined that system too. And everything, the Lumigen does everything. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I was hesitant actually, to do that at first, but. Yeah, I can see why. Because your gut is telling you to use the the receiver as a receiver. Right. Right? Yeah. To and let that, it handle everything. And that's how I did it for, for quite a while, for over a year. I had the receiver would go out the the 4k out of out of my whether it was my denon or my marantz that would go out to the lumigen and then out from the lumigen to the projector and that was it mm-hmm. and that i and that's why i got the 4242 is because i'm like i only need the one output and one i don't need the extras and now i'm kind of like oh now i only got four inputs i'm like kind of like a few more so that's why i'm like because i do love the way this is it does all the switching for me so yeah mm-hmm. yeah so interesting you know, I was out at um, Sound United's headquarters as Massimo Consumer now, um, out in California mm-hmm. uh, a month ago for a bunch of demos and uh, the the new DevTech speakers that mm-hmm. were announced today. Uh, got to they basically brought some media in to to hear those in advance. Um, that's where I got to hear the the new Marantz gear in action, um, and. I asked I asked them kind of what they thought the next frontier of technology um, coming along in the in the pipeline that would that would be that next moment where consumers really feel like they need to make a purchase right yeah. to ditch their old gear and go with new and they didn't reveal anything but they they gave it a lot of thought these couple engineers there and they're like yeah but it's it's hard to say. And I said, video processing, yeah. right? Like, 
at, at the most basic of levels, it seems like a Marantz product should have the same kind of processing that these Panasonic 4K Blu-ray players, the 809,000 yeah. have HDR tone mapping capabilities. Right. If if I said to you, DJ, you can have this, you yeah. know, AVR and it's going to tone map for your projector, be over the moon. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't have so, my Lumigen right now if there was something like a quarter of what the Lumigen does. And I mean, yeah. so when I was trying to problem solve the issues I was having with a projector, um, it's with my projector in particular, it's with, you know, the crushing the blacks and in only certain scenes. Right. But the, the Panasonic 820 does a great job of it because, but it's not tone mapping. What that's doing is it's literally, it's, it's compressing it, right. It's chopping off what the projector it's only giving you what the projector could handle and that way right. the projector can do it perfectly and you get a great image but you're actually taking off some image and or information i should say and well, i think it is tone map i think it is tone mapping the curve to align with the light level right essentially to make sure the but colors not are, scene by scene it's line. it's literally it's just like it, it'll only give you a certain brightness so it takes the whole thing and it, it's like it's almost like right. audio compression right so it's kind of doing all of that where right it, i think it takes a, an idea of what the the yeah. average yeah. mid level of the disc is and then yeah it's 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 called an optimizer right but to your point right if we came out with something a little more sophisticated than that and put it into the Marantz, something in between that and even what's in like the JVCs and stuff in the, mm -hmm. in the projectors. And you put that into a, um, a receiver. Absolutely. That would, awesome. it, it, yeah. it, especially for projector owners, you know, and yeah. it's, and I know projectors aren't a huge, huge population, but it is a market and there are a lot of projectors. There are a lot of being sold and these people have receivers that go with them. And it's like, if there was something in between, I wouldn't have my Lumigen, right? And this is what right. I would have that <laughs> because I looked yep. for everything in between. And then finally I was like, I got, no, I couldn't come up with any solution close to that. Other than what people were saying is buy a JVC, but I already have my Sony. That's like, right. I already have a projector, but then it was like for the same money I could get, the, the Lumigen and now, and that's what Jim was saying. He goes, don't do that. Do this because now you have this in line with every future projector. So it, it was a right. step up right. for me. Right. And not only that, and, and you'll see, it's like the JVCs do a great job, but the, the processing power in these processors is, is greater than what's in inside a projector, right? right? You're, you're separating the power. Yeah. Um, so I had that going for me, but, you're right. A hundred percent. Right. It's like, if there was something in the middle, there's, there's some, there's some bucks to be made there. And it would probably help bring that, that mad VR Lumigen price down too. Cause they'd be like, well, wait a minute, nobody's oh, going to buy this anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Even if, even if it tacked on 500 bucks, that's, that's chunk change for a, what, it, what that would do really. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see if something comes out, you heard it here first. <laughs> Uh oh! Do you have insider information? No. <laughs> so, no, no, I don't. No, they were kind of like, hmm, hmm, yeah, we'll check that out. But I, they probably were thinking this guy's crazy. Yeah. Um. What was? Oh, the um. 
you were talking about the Morants. We talked about it a little before, but I think it was before we hit record. The the AV10, my 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 yeah. dream machine for now, the one that I want to get in my theater. Now, this is the one piece in my theater that I don't need to buy. Okay, so like right now, like I need speakers because I don't have any in the new theater. I need a projector. I don't have one. I'm going to need seats. Right. My AVR, I have a Denon to leave to my son, but my Marantz is would be coming with me, which is a fine piece of equipment. The 7706 is, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the separates, but in in the the reason I did that was so that I could eventually go to something in the price range of the AV10, and then hopefully some days down the road from that, be able to take the next step up to a Trinov or something. So, you know, do that. So you said you got to listen to the AV10. We started to talk about it before we hit record, and you're like, we should do this in the show. I'm like, oh, we're gonna. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, all ears. I, mean, I, I spent, <laughs> we spent an entire day looking at this thing, but they had an AV10 and an Amp10 totally taken apart. Yeah, I saw um, those. Yeah, just fascinating to see all these pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the engineers, one of the lead engineers was there uh, and walked us through a lot of the design principles um, in the product. It's They're just really well-made pieces of gear. You know, they're all handmade in this factory in Japan, the Shirakawa factory, which they say is it's like nothing else on earth for manufacturing AV equipment. So it sounds like it's, it's quite the place. Only 200 people work there and you have to go through like a years long apprenticeship before you're able to get onto the floor and work on these things by yourself. So it sounds like a pretty phenomenal place, right? Um, (laughs) The technologies built into the, the AV 10 are really edging a lot closer to that storm audio trend off level of being able to get into the menu system um, remotely, you know, change things up on web UI. They've streamlined all of that. They've uh, they're giving you um, directional base. So if you have multi-sub in your room, Mm -hmm. uh, you can either go traditional multi-sub or you can use directional base. So, Basically, what that means is, let's say you have four subwoofers in your room, one, two in the front, two in the back, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the processor will say, hey, the explosion is happening to a car that went whizzing over your head and it's exploding behind you. So that sub in that back corner of the room is the one that's going to be putting the sound out. So the idea is, is it gives you a more realistic sound field. Okay. Um, I heard that in action I'm not quite as sold on it. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm kind sounded... of skeptical on that my as my myself because it's like the idea of that is supposed to be that like base you can't localize anyways. And the reason we but have four is for your Fuhrman. Yeah, well in the higher free it's the higher base frequencies, right? It's the higher but, base yeah. frequencies. You can you can a little bit. Okay. Um but you know, it's a feature that Trenov and Storm Audio both have had for probably I know storm has had it for about a year and a half now. Um, but uh, he, I mean, first of all, both of those pieces of equipment are gorgeous, mm. right? They've got this modernized 
styling that kind of marries the uh, the classic look of the old Morants. Yeah, the portal and the yeah. Oh, it's, it's it is so beautiful. Nice. The, the fronts, the yeah, backs, the the pictures mm-hmm. you were taking and the pictures you were showing. I think you said you had some videos of it as well, right? Like slow moving going. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I, yeah. I all I swear to God, because of you, I almost did what I did with HT guys, and I almost bought it. I was like, because they have it online. You you could pre order, and I was like, I had it open. And it's like, what, they're like seven grand. And I was like, seven grand. I'm yeah. like, we already have a storage and we're already buying stuff. And I've already said to my wife, I'm like, I'm buying stuff now so that, cause I don't want to move in and be like, boom, slammed with all this cost. So I'm trying to buy stuff as we go. And I almost pulled the trigger on it. But then I was like, I, I, I swear to God, I was filled out. I'm like, and it wasn't Not the yet. cost. It was more of, what's the tech going to be by the time I'm in the house? And it was like, but I was so excited about it. And then the other part that actually stopped me from doing is there's no way I'm putting this in storage. It'd come in here and I'd be playing with it, which means I don't have to, like, I got to build a house. (laughs) I can't do this. Right. So I'm like, but I was, I was that close from listening to you talk about it, just you showing the pictures. And then you and I talked about it we we were texting about it and you were telling me how much fun it was and i'm just like i almost bought it yeah <laughs> yeah very cool well i mean it definitely should be in your short list i mean it's it's in that middle ground between you know the kind of uh the high-end consumer yeah and then it's the av10 and then you've got the kind of the high-end custom install Right. I've said that. And, like, I think this Morant, and I've said that about myself, and I think my 7706 is on the lower, but I feel like we're in the mid-level home theater section. I think that's mid-level home theater, just like you described. And then you have your Trinovs, which are higher and higher mid-level, and it, like the highest of the mid-level. And then everything after that, that's just custom install. Custom. I mean, that's just crazy town. That's high-end stuff, yeah. right? And a, right, a lot of people right. think like the stuff we're talking about is high end. And I'm like, not really in the world of HD, not really. Right. I mean, you have, you, you do have like high end, I would call it high end consumer. Yeah. Right. That The 77 is definitely right. It's edging way up there. Yeah. That's not chump change gear. That's, that's really nice gear. No, um, but, but the, the stratosphere ADN, is so high is what I'm saying. Right. It's, yes, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. And like, the AV 10 is a, it's, it's the next level, next level. Uh, and that's how of, I'm looking at it. It's the next step. It's like, and that's where I want to get. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sounded. Uh, so, so first off, um, yeah, oh man, DJ, you would have loved <laughs> being in the, the HQ there. They, they had, I want to say something like eight or nine sound rooms. And what's really cool, I took some pictures, I'll send them to you. Each room is named after a festival. So they had like the Coachella room. Okay. And they have the Lava Palooza room. Oh. Um, and they have these really cool metal plates where it's like laser etched out um on the outside of the door. Uh they have they have a a, a fairly significant in terms of size um two-channel listening room. So I got to hear the deaf tech speakers in two channel mode in there um, with 
both Denon and Morant's gear on various days. They were switching the gear mm -hmm. in and out. Um, so I didn't hear the AV10 in, in that environment. Uh, but they have a, oh gosh, how many channels was that home theater room? I mean, this home theater room was huge. I mean, we're talking yeah. like the big daddy. They something the the standard equipment in there. They have Bowers and Wilkins speakers. This JVC uh, NZ9 projector. It's something like they told me it was like three hundred eighty-two thousand dollars worth of oh. AV gear in this room. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh, that's where I heard the amp ten and AV ten, and it it they ran a complete bed layer of tower speakers with front wide. So the, the front had your left and right and center. And by the way, the center channel for this new death tech series is a powered speaker, the subwoofer section of it, the uh, base of, section of is a, a center channel weighs like, yeah, the center channel weighs something like 170 pounds or so. It was ridiculous. I tried to pick it up. I was like, Oh, Holy crap. What the it, it, it's a center <laughs> channel. So, it's a center channel with a powered right. low-end driver. Can you, I mean, who's ever heard of that? I, no. I mean. Well, think of where we came from, where the center channels were just like, they, they were shielded because you, so you could put them on top of your 27-inch television. Exactly. And now exactly. they're, now they're heavier than the television. <laughs> I know. Classic, oh, right? That's awesome. So, but you had your, your front three and then it had, they had two, two wides, um, Side surround, rear surround. I think there were two overhead channels and four subs in this room. And it was pretty insane. I mean, it sounded it sounded amazing. How, like I said, how do you do this? How do you go to all these and then come home and enjoy your stuff? That's yeah. tough. Yeah, well, you know what's funny? The first thing I did when I got home is I was like, I've got to listen to a couple of these, yeah. these scenes, you know, just to, to hear, hear what I'm hearing here versus what I just yeah. heard there. And it was different enough that I was like, Oh yeah, that is different, but you know, not in a bad way necessarily. No. Right. But um, I'm very envious of the size of their listening rooms. Really? I mean, it's just, you can't overcome size, right? You can't, no. you can't fake that right. aspect yeah. of a room. There's just, you know, and I, I guess that's where the technology goes, where you spend the big boxes, that bigger room. Cause I like when we go, we were, we talk about that on this podcast all the time is going to the theaters in these giant rooms that aren't set up. Right. Right. And it's like, mm -hmm. when we go to the, go to the theater, I'm talking and I, I, I kind of don't blame them because most people don't care. But then you come home to our finely curated room for ourselves, not just that, but for our listening position, right? And yeah. then you can't compare that. And then I see these million-dollar theaters on YouTube and stuff, and you're like, they've got like four rows of seating with like seven seats in each row. And you're like, I always equate that to it's got to sound just like when you go to It's probably not as good as mine. But then you can start Probably. to t talk to somebody like yourself, though, with this technology that all that technology out there, I'm, maybe they can't. They they probably are dialing it in. That's where that million dollars goes. You know that it, you're probably getting, getting a close. good experience. But to your point, they're even in 
even in their their top home theater sound room, there was a sweet spot seat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there. You know, they would kind of shuffle us through. They're like, okay, now you should you should probably go sit up in the that front seat now, okay, to to, to really hear the bass, um, or whatever it may be. So, uh, yeah, so they cool. do have really that nice then. folks. Yeah, that's that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, they still do. Not that not that it was bad, right? No. In in the back rows, but it's not optimal like it is, right in the front, right? Yeah, or oh, whatever yeah. your your prime seat is. Yeah, where's your prime seat? But, uh, Are you in the front? In yours, dead yeah. in the middle. Yeah, I have one row. Oh, one just row one row. Five. That's okay. it. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's a small. It's a small space. Well, it's wide. It's got five seats. It's, it's like, got five seats. Yeah, I go yeah. three. I got five seats, but it's two and then three, two in the front okay. and then three, and I, I, I just, I always like when I design mine. I've said it before. I was like, I want those seats in front of me, so I feel like I'm at the theater, right? So you have a row mm-hmm. in front of you for that ambient. So you're looking over, and the, and it's funny when when I put in stadium seating in 2001 and built my. That was it. Was still fairly new that theaters had stadium seating because they were still a lot of them were right. still going through the conversion. Remember going to a theater right. and it was just like it was flat. That was it, and it's like right. stadium seating was new back then. <laughs> now it's that's just the way it is. So, are you thinking about here? I'm going to show you a picture real quick from inside uh, Sound United. You're thinking about doing multiple rows, right, in your new theater? Yes. Uh, yeah, two rows of. Four, I think we're going to be doing, and then I'm going to have a row behind me, which will be a stand-up bar tape or bar stools and stuff. So they'll be on the fl- they'll stand on the floor, but they'll be on a raised bar stools behind that row. So it'll be basically three tiers, but that won't be really for movie viewing. That'll be for like sporting events and stuff like that. Hanging out, and hanging out, people, yeah. yeah, watching hockey games, football games, stuff like that. So baseball, I awesome. guess. That way we don't fall asleep. <laughs> I don't oh, know if you can see. So oh, that is the, red? the two-channel listening room. Yeah, I, see yeah, I know. Yeah, there you go. And then uh, this is the one that it's you're like a really scene from like. the Batman. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I was thinking about you while I was there because this, this theater room was so ridiculous. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I see ridiculous. The, I think DJ. <laughs> that's the front end right there. It's all lit up. They have a oh wow steward screen, yep. AT screen, and what you're seeing back there, those are the B and W speakers. Yep. Uh, with all the amps underneath, and here's like another that, another uh, shot. Yep. Looks so I should nice. put these out on Twitter now. Um, yeah, there was an embargo on all this stuff because you can see the deaf tech speakers. Yeah, are in there. They actually had just gotten these. These were their first production models that they had received. Oh wow! And apparently, they had unboxed them the night before we got there. So, what do they have? Four of them across the front. Something like that, or is that? It looks like to, on the left side so that, of your screen, right there. That's the wide. That's the. I don't know if you can see this. Yeah, yeah. That's the wide right there. Oh, your front wide channel. So they had. Yep. So those are tower front wides. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I guess you can do that when you're the company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do whatever you want, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a cool place. Yeah, Lots of fun to see kind of on the inside and meet some of the, the people that are, you know, involved with crafting these products. In fact, the, the guy that was the lead engineer for the Denon uh, AR, is it the A, the... The, I don't know. The numbers. A1H. Yeah, I don't know. I'm having tr- I'm lucky I remember AV10. <laughs> it's like a, it's, it's, it's A1, hard to keep it's track. Their, it's their yeah. brand new uh receiver, yeah, yeah. 16, 16 channel 16 channel receiver. Yeah. They have flagship. Yes. Yeah. The flagship. Yeah. He and I were chatting and he literally said, and this this guy's probably, if I had to guess late 50s, maybe early 60s, he was like this piece of equipment is the pinnacle of my career wow he was like i just can't imagine designing anything better than this wow and that really stood out to me yeah that's like close the patent office and you're like for somebody to say that you'd never think they would say that knowing everything they've seen and this guy's been in the business for decades yeah right and you could just see i mean this is the stuff that people who are keyboard commandos right who yeah. are like, oh, this, that Morant stuff is crap. It's just yeah. Denon. They just took it and they rebadged it. And, the, the, you know, yeah. when you see the people who are actually designing this stuff and presenting to you, they they have so much pride. The, the amount of yeah. pride that this guy yep. had just was almost overwhelming for me. I was standing there like, that's just so incredible. You like, want to hug him. Somebody say, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, this is the best yeah, you can't you can't do much better than this, right? And he knows he built the circuit pathways. He designed, you know, he's the guy that his head is inside that machine, right? right. So, um, it, there's already, you know, I put out that video today where I, I interviewed uh, Gary Dayton from Morantz to talk about the Morantz sound, and he sat down and was talking about some of the components and you know how they tuned the DAX and you know, how they choose certain capacitors and whatever, you know, to, to get that kind of signature sound. Um, and the haters are already coming out, you know, well, on YouTube, you know, it, oh, that's a load of crap. It's, uh, you know. But the thing is, is it's, they don't bother me. Um, I, I'm sure that they don't bother them to the degree because I've had a few run-ins with people, whether it's video quality, audio quality, or whatever. And, you know, it, I don't do it as much anymore because I don't want to get into it with somebody that's just, and I'm yeah, going to say the no. word, but it's not a bad word because we all are in different areas, but they're just literally, they're ignorant. They don't, they don't know the difference, right? And they haven't learned the and it takes time. I don't consider myself an audiophile, but I've talked to enough of them. I've met enough of them in my life that I know that my ear has learned to hear the differences in certain things. My eyes can see the differences in certain things. And those, what we, what you and I look at and we think is like, wow, that is a nice upgrade right there. Most people can't hear the difference. So mm-hmm. it's, they're the haters. That's the one. And they, and they, they refuse to even try to comprehend that they just don't hear or see the difference. It is there just because it isn't, you can't see it. It doesn't mean it isn't there. And 
for somebody like us that does hear it and 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 wants it, why why are you why why are you saying anything negative to it? Like I don't care that somebody wants to spend yeah. five hundred thousand dollars on a car. Knock yourself out. Do it. It's you're still going to work in it in the same speed I'm going. What the hell? You know, right. but it's like, but you enjoy that. And and they they feel they I mean, there's differences there too, but you you know what I mean? It's like, but there are differences in home theater. They're incremental. We're talking, especially in the higher end, but they're big to us because we they because they are there and we can feel them, see them, hear them. And it's like you just I just they just don't understand it. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. th- wh- what are you going to do to that? You can't educate them because it took me 30 years to get to where I am. Right. Sure. You can't just tell them. Yeah. I think also there's just people who are very suspicious, right. They kind of have that conspiracy theory take on life. Um, yeah. Where, that's, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I it, think it's a shame because you're missing out. Even if, even if you can't afford the gear, right? And I'm all for, and you know this, I'm all for people spending within their budget and mm-hmm. finding happiness within their budget because you can yep. have an amazing home theater experience. And we did. On a budget. And we did. Yes. And we started 100%. there. And, we, and it's like, I mean, for all intents and purposes, we're still on the budget. It's not the one oh, we yeah. used to have, but it's it's constantly growing. And it's like... But it's like, but I did, I came from there. It's like, if you want, if, if we didn't have sound bars when we were kids, right. But it's, I would have had one, but it's like, it, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Start with whatever. That's how you learn. And this, I love that. I, I encourage that in people. Even now, yeah. I don't, even if you can afford an awesome system now, don't get that. You won't know what you're getting. <laughs> it's like you start, but it, with doesn't, it also doesn't mean you should hate on the, the right. upper tiers oh, of gear. No. Um, no, I've no, loved. I mean, of course. I've loved Kaleidoscape since two thousand and two. And when I read about it, and they were fifty thousand dollars, I was like, "That would be so cool! I don't have to get up." I and like love yeah. the way I can flip around. I'm yeah. like, I like. I, we dreamed about those things. Reading the magazines, reading you know, home theater magazine, Sound and Vision, all of that before the internet. You, those were your dreams. They had sections: high end section, mid end section. And then I went to the low end. And it's like, that's where I, my wheel. And you, when you bought a piece of gear in the upper section, you were like, oh, I'm getting, I bought yeah. something out of home theater that was in the mid section. Oh, sure. You know, that was a big deal. <laughs> How do you get that's there? Awesome. You know, that's what you did. And it's like, you don't look up Speaking at it. That, go, it is. And, and I know that I know how I, I would answer this, but is Kaleidoscape your favorite piece of home theater gear that you've ever purchased? that I've ever purchased. Uh, um, probably. Yeah. It's getting closer and closer. Um, if you'd asked me six months ago, it would, it was too new. And I would have said the Lumigen, um, because of just the processing. Well, that is, I mean, that the processing, that's where it gets did. tough. Right. Well, and that's where that's it's like game changer. It was, and it was, and it, and it yeah. affects my entire system, right? All my yes. pieces. But now, I mean, <laughs> for the first time, I, I'm still running on my, you know, uh, 12, my Terra 12. And I, I bought a movie the other day and I went to watch it and I couldn't. 
because it didn't finish downloading. Uh oh. And you're like, no, I just went on my phone and I deleted a bunch out. I mean, I had, you know, I've got movies on there. I could show you my list. I've bought movie after movie after movie and still haven't watched them because listeners will tell me about a movie and I'm just like, and I buy it. And I'm the same way. Yeah, but you have a 48. And that that's what I want to get to. I know, but, but it still has loads of things on it I haven't watched. Yeah, but it, it's nice but, that it's uh, there, and it's, yeah. you just, I mean, you're a, a, a button away. I'm a 10-minute download away from maybe something that's not there, but I know I have, you know, and so mm-hmm. it's just, it is. It's turning into be my most, I think, it'll be interesting years from now, if we're still running these things and the technology, I think then it would be hands down all time favorite, but yeah, that's going to take some time because I want to see how it evolved. I mean, granted they've been around since 2002, so I'm expecting the evolution to keep going and will be part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you never know what the future plays, right? Who knows? Maybe no, something better know. comes out in the future and people warned me of that. Well, you know, something better might be coming out, and that's a lot. Of, I'm like, yeah, I've I, I've got everything. I got the laser disc. I got the DVDs. I got the Blu-rays. This is at least more future-proof than that because we've already seen sure. it. We're getting the upgrades, right? And it, so, I don't know. I it, Boss, man, you got to live for the here and now. Absolutely, absolutely. in my opinion. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I I personally think it's my favorite. I mean. It's. I would say a projector has got a rank up there yep. for me. Yeah, um, getting that giant image. Yeah, it. it it's funny you say that because I think you're right. Because we, I think you and I, people like we take that for granted now, but we forget what it was like when we got our first projector, right? And you went from that awesome. little box, and you all of a sudden, oh, and, I know. And my little box was a rear projection sixty five that I had built into the wall, and then I went to a yeah. hundred and four, and I was just like just having that image behind you, just like you saw in the magazines. And that was, that was huge, but that was many yeah. projectors ago, but that was, that was a huge leap. That was awesome. It's a, that's a big one, but Kaleidoscape, I just, there's something about it that is, I mean, everything about it, I think it's yeah. incredible. It's just so well executed. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's, I told my wife when I got mine that I'm like, to me, this is like, it's like meeting Tom Brady. It's like the, it's one of those on, I, cause I always thought it was like, I see Tom Brady. I, I, you know, I admire the guy. He's had a clean cut career for the most part. He's got a good image, which is very hard to do in this day and age. And he's super, super yeah. talented. Right. I mean, he's mm-hmm. the greatest, whatever you love him or hate him, but whatever. But yeah. to get even to say hi to him, it's it's like near impossible, right? Because he's just he's just that his his world is just that enclosed and capsule and it's it's a different world. Yeah. That's how I used to look at the kaleidoscape. And I still do. I understand it. And it's like, but it was so much even further out for people before. It was ridiculous. And and to be able to to have the opportunity and be like, I mean, it's, it really was, it's like, you know, a dream come true. I didn't think it was possible. And, and Mm -hmm. to a smaller degree, it's a different product, but the Lumagen falls in there too, because I used to look at the Ferruja processors and stuff that that for the CRTs. And you're like, those are like a hundred thousand dollars to, to tone map quote unquote tone map. Uh, uh, cause we're, t- you're putting a 480 image 
into a giant screen. <laughs> Think of the processing you needed then. <laughs> but right. yeah. So just seeing, just having a video processor in line. And it's like to, yeah. to think that my system has that now. It's like it is. It's humbling, but it's it, don't. It, you're in the wrong hobby if you're going to look up and 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 say no. It's like the the whole idea of this hobby is to look up and look forward and and have fun, you know. And yeah, it's to marvel at yeah at what's possible. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I I personally love just looking at those Christie projectors. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Barco, Christie in your theater. It's like, I'd love, that's, that's my end game projector is like a Barco, something like that. And 30. that's when you're building a room for the projector itself, right? Yeah. You don't just put that thing in your theater room. You have to have a room. Well, I'm doing room that. outside of your room. I'm doing that for <laughs> this one. I'm oh, doing, yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh, I'm cool. doing it. I'm doing it. Depend. Okay, I got to yeah. get into the room, but it, I'm hoping to have it to the back. But I might have a support beam. I got to get around, so it might be slightly under. But it won't be in the room that we're in. It's so you won't hear oh, it. You won't anything. So it'll be, pew, yeah. So yeah, I'm doing that with whatever projector I have. So that was the idea for that. So yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine uh, built a home theater. I think about four years ago, and he did the same thing. So his projector is behind mm-hmm. this glass. Um, yeah. He actually uh, is one of the lucky few that purchased one of the JVC 25th. The 25th, yeah. He just got it Ooh. yesterday. Uh, but he's going away on vacation. And when he gets back, we're going to unbox it together. So I'm going to record that. Now, but uh, yeah, on the outside... Yeah. Yeah. On the outside of the box, it actually has something written like number like seven of twenty-five handwritten. Yeah. The- and there's not really yeah. any guts difference, right? It's just the NZ9, but it's got badging, it's got it's got the the box. It's got I mean it's it's, it's got some clout with it, but I think it performs like a nine, right? It's uh so the nine has a hundred thousand to one contrast ratio and this has a hundred and fifty thousand to one. Well you need that because the <laughs> Yeah, they went in and they hand selected the very best imaging chips yeah. possible. So and I I, you know, I just How do you do GDC that? Guys like, this one no, nah, that can go on a nine, that's crappy. <laughs> like, well, yeah apparently they do that funny. with their gear and tears that's how right. it works so yeah. the the nine has a certain level the eight has a yeah. certain level the seven has a certain level and they just and then the, all the rest are just thrown out um well it's like the way yeah, you so said it, it like it, hand select like the come they're all coming they're all the same chip coming off the assembly line but this one's just shinier <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm not sure how, how they test it sl- yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's so interesting. It's so funny. It's like, but yeah, there. I mean, just like anything else, it's it is processing and this, there's in it and it's it's you know microscopic improvements to the layman, but mm-hmm. it's stuff that you know people appreciate, and it's like you know, right. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. When I was talking to JVC, uh, you know, I had them on uh, AV Nirvana Live. Uh, couple weeks ago to talk about the new firmware update and they ran through some of the best settings uh for people who have that firmware installed in their projectors 
And uh, I asked him, I'm like, because one of the options in there is to tell the projector what kind of screen you have. There's a yep. screen code yeah. that you can enter. I'm like, well, how do you come up with this code? So they actually do get in pieces of the screen from the manufacturers okay. and they test it in their labs. Yep. So there is a, a there is something to it, right? Yeah. So when I looked at it, I was like, well, they, they're probably basing it off of the reflectiveness of the screen or something. But no, they actually go in and analyze yep. it. And uh, so the projector has a better understanding of what it's what it's lighting up. But uh, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it gives you a, I mean, calibration gives you a quicker version of a calibrator. I mean, that's what a calibrator does, right? It, sure, it, of They don't need to yeah. know what, they're just using the equipment, but now they're trying to, it, they're just trying to import that into the projector itself so that you, the consumer, doesn't necessarily need that. If you want that, you certainly a calibrator is going to do a better job, but they can give you a rougher, a better, a much better, closer, you know, to reference level image. Right out of the box right and then the then the onboard you know the jvc has an onboard calibrator mm -hmm. uh software package that you run with a pc yeah um, which they say gets you about i've used it it, it gets you about 90 percent of the way yeah there i just heard that in an which, ht tours i did yep and a, a customer or the, the guy had it mark he bought the microphone that goes with it. He bought the, you know, the package that, and uses it. And he's like, it gets you 90% of the way there. And he's like, it's perfect. And that's great. It would for, be really hard to. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, and even for like yourself, it's like, like you said, with your, um, you're not using the full amount of your laser, right? You're the full yeah. brightness, but you can, you know, every six months recalibrate just to tweak that. Maybe it's dimmed it's a little. You know, but when you're getting into a grayscale, <laughs> when you're getting into a grayscale on HDR, it's very fine. And it, it the littlest yes. bit could mean something that most in watching a movie, you'd never notice, but it's fun to open up and go, oh, okay. Ooh, look at that. Tweak it back a little bit. There you go. And you've got the right. room, to, you got the headroom to work with. Um, yeah. Right. And it's, do you want to play with it? It gives you a little something to play with too. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So, um, what do you got? We got to talk movies real quick. Okay, are we going on three? We're on three hours. Uh, two. We're coming up on it here two. at two forty nine. Yeah, two forty nine, okay. my friend. I've got. I've got to hit three hours with. That's that's with no DJ. big deal for me. It's like it's you. It's like this. It's a all huge right, deal. I, before we get to movies, you know me. You know Nick, Larry, SVS, and. So my first, the first time I ever, I don't know if I told you this, the first time I ever had to, to hold to a time, it was the first time I met Nick and Nick's, Nick's great guy. And I'd say that, I think I said this to him, but he's, when you first meet him, he's like very business-like, right? He's very the, like, okay, we got, all right, we got an hour, DJ. We can do an hour, but we're, we're very tight, Larry. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I was scared out of my mind. I'm like, I can't do an hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's awesome. I had to stay so tight for them. And it's like, Hey, I, I learned a long time ago, lean into your wheelhouse. This is who you are. This is my podcast. There's no form. This is what we do. And it's comfortable. It's fun. That's what I want to do. Um, yeah. And it, 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 it works for me, but it's like not every, people come on here and go, you know, all right, I can give you an hour or something like that. But 
So I appreciate that you're sticking around this long. This is crazy. Well, I'll give you three hours. I am going to turn into a pumpkin at some point. I, here. I have to eat dinner. You got to eat dinner. You texted. You're like, Holy I'm crap. trying to right. eat. So <laughs> let's do 10 more. We'll go 10 more minutes. I'll go an hour more. But what, what do you got for movies? You're excited to talk movies. Let's go. Okay. So I watched Event Horizon. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Sunshine. Oh, you've never seen Event Horizon? No, I've seen it, not the new one. I haven't seen it in forever, but I want it. I have. Okay. I own it. Oh my God, Escape! <laughs> so yeah, so I, I same deal. When it came out in 4K, I bought it, mm. and then it just kind of sat. Um, and a couple weekends ago, I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this because I remember seeing it in the theater with a friend of mine. This was back before I was married. I think that movie was released in like what ninety. Six, yeah, yeah, it's 96, 97. Uh, is that Sam Neill? Is that who's in that? Who am I thinking? Lawrence of? Fishburne, Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne, but there was somebody else I was thinking of that was in it, but yeah, uh, um, yeah, but, but yeah. I remember leaving the theater. My buddies and I, we were like, that movie was really good, but then it just like fell off a cliff, and we were like, that was so ridiculous. Um, but I heard so many people in recent weeks talking it up. Oh, Event Horizon 4K. Oh, Event. Yeah. And I got to say, it just did not. <laughs> didn't do it for me. Oh. <laughs> I don't I know. I want you to watch it. And it and I was going to hang up and be like, I'm out of here. I got to go see it. No, because I feel but, it's so funny. I feel the same way, but I've heard a lot of talk about it, but I still hadn't dove back into it yet because of that same feeling <laughs> yes so and and i made a comment and uh michael scott mm -hmm. was like oh my gosh he could he like smacked me down oh really so i don't basically like don't talk bad about that movie it's a classic i was like ah gosh i don't know but so that same day and this is a total rarity for me to watch two movies in one day but i turned around and watched sunshine now, have you ever seen Sunshine? No, what's that one? Is that okay? Who's in it? I've said no uh, to movies before, and then somebody starts telling me about it, and I go, "Oh yeah, I said that." <laughs> let me tell you. Hold on. I don't think that there's any uh, anyone that's really uh, Killian Murphy, Chris Evans, Chris Evans, Rose Byrne. Cliff Curtis, yeah. This wait is Chris Evans the guy that yeah, uh, Captain America, Star Trek. Oh, Captain America. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Directed by Danny Boyle. Oh wow. Slumdog Millionaire, 127 Hours, Yesterday, Steve Jobs, Train Spotting. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, 2007. So, yes. 2007. I don't think I've ever heard of this movie, but I like the poster. This is a movie you need to see. Okay, so Event Horizon and and get this one and see what you think. It's a little... I don't, I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> I think this movie is really great. Is Okay. For three quarters, maybe 80% of the movie. Uh-oh. I'm like, this thing is amazing. This time, I, so this is the second time we've seen this movie too. This time, I like the ending a lot more than oh, so the first time that I saw you'd it. You'd seen it before. 
I'd seen it before, um, which is why it kind of went hand in hand with Event Horizon. Because all of a sudden, I was like, "Yeah, I remember this. I remember watching this." Okay, and yeah, I also remember kind of feeling at the end like, "Eh, I don't know." But now, did you watch it on I, Kaleidoscape or? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I downloaded on Kaleidoscape. And to be honest, I don't even know if it's in 4K or not. I can't see it on my end because it is not. It just says that I. It's just Blu-ray. Yep, Blu-ray. Yeah, I just bought it. Confirmed purchase. Fourteen ninety-nine. <laughs> it's a cool flick. I think I, I think you're gonna like it. It's yep. it's, it's pretty cool. Master Audio DTS five one. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. I'll give it. I've never seen it. Hour forty-seven minutes. UK two thousand seven. Um, but yeah, Killy Murphy, Chris Evans, Rose Byrne, uh, Michelle Yeoh, Cliff Curtis. Yeah, cool. So if you if you if you like space movies that kind of have that sense of abandonment, where the, the the crew is just out in space, they're so vulnerable to the environment around them. Um, yeah, like it's it's basically a movie about a, a mission to reignite the sun. The sun is dying, so the Earth is dying, oh, and wow. this ship is the Earth's last hope to deliver this bomb into to the sun. Start the sun, basically. Yeah, that's okay. all I'm going to say. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the flick at all. But for some reason, that one really got me. I was like, wow, that was sweet. So, but Event Horizon, you should watch that too. Just to see if you have the same reaction as uh, I did. Cause I watched it and I was just like, eh, yeah, you but, know, it's... but see, I feel like I felt like you did when I saw it. And I'm like, I thought it was good. It's a sci fi flick. And, you know, you get the whole thing. I think, I think I have it on Laserdisc, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things that it's like you never just like it, it wasn't something that I just went back to very often and it's like if at all and then when it came out I was like I kind of had that feeling but I was getting excited about it like you were from everybody else but just never did it just never watched it again so I, I so have interesting it. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's I find it so interesting how how uh some people will claim you know, a movie means so much to them in a certain way. And then you see it and you're like, nah. Yeah. Well, things resonate with people I mean, differently and they see things. Yeah. Like, I know I do. I see a lot of stuff that, especially when John and I, over the years, even when we were kids, it's like, I'd be like, but you don't see this. No, I just told you to see this. You don't see this. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> it just doesn't resonate. Right. It's like there's personal meanings. There's things that we just like, I like things that go boom. You know, like, like whatever. It's like there's the action that whatever it is, there's so many variables to it. And that's to me, that's what's amazing about movies themselves is like, like I, I, I claim that I'm an artist and it's like, but I, I put like pencil to paper or, or paint to paper or paint to canvas. Right. That's, that's me telling my hand to do this. But you think of an art of like a movie, you have an artist of the actor, you have the artist of the director, you have the artist of the sound designer, and it's the director's, the art of the directors to take all of this, put it all together. You got the composer, you've got the, it's everything, right? And that all comes together. And then we go to the movies and then you throw in what we love here, the technology of it to bring that canvas to life. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like, it, it, 
and I think of like how frustrated I get when I can't get my hand to draw the curve in the right way. <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah. and these guys are dealing with, I need this sound. I need the special effects department to do this. I need the actors to say this a certain way. It's insane. And it's, it's totally insane. It's yeah. And it's, and then it's really incredible how it all pulls together to create this amazing art. Right. And then, you know, but that's why it doesn't, it, it, it really kind of doesn't amaze me that one person can be like, this is dumb. And another person can be like weeping because all of those different pieces coming together, somebody found something in it and somebody just missed it. Didn't see it. They didn't affect them, you know? And, and I get that. And it's like, you know, so it's like, but it, it's really kind of, I mean, we've come a long way from, you know, cave markings. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't think I was going there. This guy. Yeah. I'm like, where is he? This guy painted up on the ceiling of the cave. It's amazing. Oh yeah. (laughs) Did you, you, uh, uh, what? uh, Michelangelo, (laughs) my son just showed me a picture of that like a meme or something it was like like yeah the guy's up like laying on his back and he's painting the ceiling and he's like talking to himself and he's like hey can you paint the ceiling sure i can paint the ceiling it's gonna be a bunch of naked dudes but i can do it (laughs) (laughs) what are they gonna do take it down (laughs) it's on the ceiling (laughs) it's pretty funny that's awesome so all right. What were you going to say there? So, uh, so did you watch Halloween ends by any chance? Not yet. I kept meaning no. to, I've seen it. I saw it before I saw it in my room, but not, not the Kaleidoscape, not the new download, you know, the 4k with the Atmos and everything. I haven't seen that yet. Um, yeah, but from what we, we did talk about that and, um, that's i mean we've been going almost three hours now we got to go a little over three hours just so that we can because we got to edit out a little bit where i lost my voice um that's right but we were talking about that about bass right and you and i had i don't know not a disagreement but it was like you can hurt your speakers and i i could i couldn't wrap my head around that like you could like you were saying like because steve said like this could break but I think you could blow. Yeah. I mean, if you have an underpowered sub underpowered, right. That's <clears throat> okay. It's running hot. Um, or, you know, that's what I was saying that causes distortion. You know, if you, if you're pushing the signal, this, the, the LFE signal on this movie is so ridiculously hot, right? It's, it is just demand. It's telling right. your speaker to drive crazy hard. So yeah, I think you could, see an amp die and this is uh, where like yeah and this but this is where uh like texting didn't really work for this conversation because i think we were saying the same thing but i was saying like a blu-ray can't blow your speaker won't blow your sub what it is is your you're utilizing the sub too much Meaning, so to the point of like in my theater, like I said, and it is kind of to the extreme, but my my subs are set to like two out of ten. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to damage right. those. No, nothing's going to. Ta- they're not even working in their in their right. eyes. <laughs> right. But if you're uh, Joe Anonymous, 
and you've got your uh, you know ten inch sub in the corner of the room, right? And you crank that up because you really want to feel the bass and Halloween ends, right? The signal that's going to go into there saying play this, you know, loud, and we're going to try and push this as hard as we can. You could definitely drive that speaker into oh, yeah. its death. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. But that's but that's you utilizing the sub incorrectly right right it's not, yeah it's yeah, i totally. mean chances are it wasn't halloween ends that did it it was some commercial in the middle of the night that came on too loud compared to what he was watching in the first place right it was like, bah, it was boom it's like that's that's why you want that headroom in in your speakers and in your amplifiers and stuff but that's oh, for sure you know what I, I mean i would imagine uh m- most folks um you know, people who don't have headroom in their, in their sub array or in their subwoofer are getting distortion watching this movie. It's just so ridiculous. It almost makes me wonder if it was a mistake. That's what Steve um, was saying. He thinks it had to have been a mistake. It's like, it's why it's like it, now again, I haven't heard it for myself. Um, because I didn't want to just jump in and like look for a scene. I, I, obviously, you got to watch the movie to get the experience. But is it, in in your opinion, is it similar to the the uh, uh, what you call it the uh, the one everybody was complaining about didn't have it? Uh, the Tom Cruise, the live repeat die. Oh, edge of, no, edge, edge, of, edge of edge of uh, no tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow, yeah. Edge, edge is it edge of tomorrow? Yeah, I think it's edge of live die repeat. Yeah, live die repeat. Uh. No, no, this is way more gnarly and obnoxious. Yeah, because it's longer. But I think uh, the one that was in, you know, Edge of Tomorrow was just a short, like, violent burst. Burst, yeah, at the beginning. That made no yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. there's a lot of, there's a, there's definitely a lot of bass in this movie that makes no sense. Where it's just kind of droning on and on. You're just like, oh. God. Yeah. Um, I actually have my base hunters for it recorded. I just have to edit. Edit. Um, oh, recording's it's easy. Like, it's the editing afterwards. It's, it's the editing. Yeah, I yeah. have two episodes recorded. Um, but you know what's really interesting is the very first scene of Halloween ends where the 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 boy is babysitting mm-hmm. the guy, the teenager's babysitting the little kid and knocks him with the door. Yeah. That is a crazy good bass moment. That first like minute 30 of that movie is great. It's like a perfect presentation. Oh, nice. And then the, uh, then they go through a sequence where Jamie Lee Curtis is kind of filling you in on the history of the Halloween movies. Like, Oh, Michael Myers was here. They need yeah. to remember that whole like, thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. and then they go into the, the song starts. And it just gets out of control. Like the bass associated with that theme song is really literally right at the beginning. Oh, I'll be, I'll take it in really soon then. Yeah. If I know that, yeah. can just turn on and watch the first five minutes. You'll see amazing just fall into like hell so um wow yeah i, yeah, I, I don't know check I, it out i really feel like that movie was a total uh miss for them because they had an opportunity to create a whole new franchise hmm. if they had kept it with this 
teenage, I don't know, was he like late teens, early 20s? The kid, yeah, yeah. Uh, the kid, you know, going psychotic, but he has this love relationship with Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter. So yeah. he's kind of normal here, but he's doing this crazy, bizarre behavior over here. If they had just left it with that, the birth of a new psycho killer right? that also has this real-world kind of attachment to the main character's granddaughter. Yeah. It, it would have been a really amazing – of course, the whole movie just kind of gets silly and goes off the rails. But Yeah. But do you think if they had done that, people would have just saw it as a marketing scheme to get more movies? Whereas the way they did it ma know, made it seem like it was an like an end game movie, like that's it. Possibly, I mean, I personally thought that uh, some of those scenes with I'm going to call him the boy. I can't remember his his yeah. character's name, but some of those, like when he went on the killing spree, that was some crazy, brutal, kind of terrifying violence, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it just it's felt, Halloween. It felt like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just seemed like there was an edginess to it, and a uniqueness to his relationship with the the girl that would have just kind of been new. You know, they mm. could have built off that. Um, you know, maybe if he had found Michael Myers, you know, Michael Myers kind of put his hand on his face at some point, and it seemed like they were like, yeah, connecting, teleconnecting teleconnecting or I don't yeah. know, whatever something, you know, if, if that had the been supernatural like a stuff going Mike, in all of these. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if Michael Myers had died at that moment in the, in the, down in the sewer. Yeah. And he had left him and gone out into the world and been this new, I, I don't know. I just felt like it was maybe a miss, a missed opportunity. Cause I don't think, I th obviously we know what happens to him. So yeah. he's not, See, I don't take horror. I, see, that's the thing is, I don't take horror movies that seriously, anyways. So I don't like. I, I don't. I don't think that way about it because I'm just like you're there to see people get killed. That's what happened. What's wrong? Isn't that what we were all here for? I'm like, you know what I mean? And it's like, wait, you were looking for not you in particular, but I'm like, you were looking for a real story. You're looking, you know, it's like it's that. It's like coming out of Dumb and Dumber saying that was dumb. Yeah, no kidding. It's in the title. It's like Halloween kills. People get killed. That's that's what we're here for, right? So, I mean... True. I, I never thought of any of them as super creative. I always, like, growing up, I, I preferred... And Nightmare came out later, Nightmare on Elm Street. I thought that was the more creative franchise just because of that whole dream thing. Because up until mm -hmm. then, the, the most creative we could get was these, you know, Mike Myers and Jason Voorhees were, like, just these creep these people that just walked really fast when you couldn't see them and caught you <laughs> it's like that's right. all it was it was just some guy came out of nowhere and killed you whether it was a, a you know a mike myers you know william shatner mask or a hockey goalie mask that was it that was our level of creativity and then you come along with the the glove and the the sweater and he comes to you in your dreams i thought that was way more creative well i thought uh I, I guess this this Halloween ends kind of I thought maybe was tiptoeing more in that creative territory because mm. you have this kind of tortured soul of a kid who made a mistake when he was young and the town kind of turned their back on him. Uh, he's kind of an outcast, right? But he has this 
kind of meaningful relationship, you know, so you kind of maybe would get a little bit more of that hint of realism that I'm always looking for in, in a horror film, which it's frequently not there. Frequently they just get so silly that, you know, by the, by the time the movie's over, I'm like, ah, that was a waste of time. But, um, yeah, like realism's like your psychos or, uh, the shining, you know, stuff like that. That's like, that can really have that's guy just went psycho. The guy did, you know, the shining. It's like, he went psych. you know, it's a, it's a mental break, yes. but it's a horror story that you, and that's what makes it so horror is that it, that could happen. It, right. It could happen. Right. Yes. And, and, but, but it's just as violent and just as gory and just as scary as any of these supernatural, whatever made up, you know, who's going to get chased down by a, Jason Voorhees or something, right? And it's like, that's... Right, right. But the realism of the other ones, yeah, I, I, those are the ones I gravitate towards. Or the, like, I yes. did like the creative nightmare version, but... Um, yeah. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You... So, but you look like you're hungry. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> People say that all the time. Do you want to go? <laughs> you want to go now. What, I, what, I'm wasting away to nothing over here. I'm actually sinking down. You actually got taller. People, this is audio only, but I don't know why, but we started out and I always try to level people. Like, I think my, was that, but yeah, but I'm down. Like, look at me. I'm down like this. And I'm like, <laughs> but it's because we've been sitting here. But I, if I sit up, this is where I normally would sit. See my position here. Oh, so you've been like going back? Oh, yeah, because I could take this and I could sit back it, like this and just be like, yeah. So hey, whatever, whatever's going on, right? And that's how we ended up. But when we started talking, we were like, and I know it's audio only, so I'm not really worried about like my image, you know, because you know I'm a good looking guy. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think DJ, you should do a fundraiser where you do a 24 hour podcast. I could do that. I could absolutely do that. I would. Oh How my God. Insane. You could have a new guest on every hour yep. and you could tell your listeners. To, what to will donate, we raise money for? Uh, well, <laughs> Insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> so we're either going to, I'm either going to talk for 24 hours and either cure your insomnia. You're going to go right to sleep. Oh, we'll donate enough money to get you cured. <laughs> Do you think you could talk for 24 hours? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I almost did. I back when I was mountain biking and I almost did a mountain biking race, a 24 hour mountain biking race. And I couldn't find anybody to do it with me. So I almost did it myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because I was like, because the idea is to complete it. I didn't, I knew I wouldn't win it. I just wanted to compete. I just wanted to do it. And, mm-hmm. and, and there is, there, there was a level where you can do it yourself. And the idea is to do as many laps. It's just an endurance race and you just do a mountain bike course and you do as many laps as you can take some time off. And the idea with a team, just like anything, the idea with you do laps and then you get time off while the others rest. So yeah, I, I love endurance stuff. That's why I like triathlons. That's why I mean cycling, all of that. I love endurance stuff. So and sitting here and talking for twenty four hours, are you kidding me? Absolutely. Because I would say that it would be an event. That's a great idea, Todd. I'm not kidding you. That's a great idea. Yeah. But you've yeah, got to open awesome. it and close it with me now. 
Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. So you do first hour that. and last hour and I want to, you know, and the funny thing will be, it'll be a great video too. Because you'd see me at the end and be like, wow, he's been talking for 24 hours. <laughs> You're just like, what? no way, no way. Because it would be more at that point, it would be like, you, you, yeah, you don't know my mind. I'm stubborn. And it's like, I'd just be, I'd just be going. And I used to work nights. I'd stay up 24 hours anyways. I used to like just stay up and we'd go out and be like, you haven't been to bed yet? Nah. And as long as I'm busy, yeah, I can keep going. I'd I'd be eating while I'm going. I'm like, hey, have a snack, blah blah. blah. All right, so we gotta, this, my let's my do job this. is to come up with the trifecta of challenges. So I challenged Steve with a rap. Yep. that came through. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to challenge you with 24 hours. 24 of hours podcasting. All right. Yeah, and this when this podcast comes out now, then I'll hear it. So when this one comes out, uh, people will be talking. Yeah, that would be good. I, I, the trick is you got to line if, up if they twenty four people. Right. But here's the thing, and not I don't. It doesn't have to be twenty four people, and you don't. I mean, we could do. I could stream it on YouTube, um, in mm-hmm. twenty four hours straight, and just sit sit here and do this. I'm, you know, be. I I would absolutely no problem. Just get people on, and um, I I already talked to. I got a buddy in India. PK, he'd come on, I'm sure, would, you know, and you just, you'd take people from around the world, literally, and get people to come yeah. on and just uh, you talk an hour, talk whatever, but we'd have to schedule it all up. And, and on something like this, I could actually, now using this StreamYard, I could actually schedule yeah. them and just send the invite while we're sitting here. Boom, out, gone. Sure. And now, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, they could pop in five minutes early and be down down below in the uh you're like you're you're like we could do this to you know as a charity thing and i'm like damn i'll just do it (laughs) but yeah we we should do it for some great way to raise money for a good cause yeah yeah it's like yeah we got to come up with a good cause for that i actually do have a pretty good cause coming up uh i don't have the cause yet i have the people uh coming up in april but um but yeah that would be a fun one that would that would be a lot of fun to do so that that's a great killer. idea, Todd. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. All right. You got to open it and close it with me though, buddy. It's your idea. So you got to, sure. you got to get, you got to give me the push start. Right. And then you can re- you take off. You can reel me in at the end, come in with open arms and go, come on, DJ. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that though. Imagine like if we started it, like, I don't know, I'm thinking start at like a noon on a, on a Saturday or something, start at noon Saturday and then noon Sunday. And then you'd be coming in at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning and you'd be like, oh, I just finished my pancakes. How was your night, Deej? Right. <laughs> Heck, I might still be in bed. I know. Just hold the computer up. Yeah. I know. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> you'd come in well, I couldn't let you down, buddy. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you dummy. You know it's recorded. <laughs> Catch it later. No, that would be fun. That's right. I could, yeah. <laughs> do you doubt that I could do it? I have no idea. I could not do it. Really? I don't think so. You? Uh, I don't have that much to talk about. Yeah, that's what everybody says when they come on with me. <laughs> and, I mean, almost a half hour ago, you said, all right, 10 more minutes, and they'll make three hours, and we're at 318 right now. 
What's so it's the, been a uh, half hour record so far for you. Um, it's PK from the week before last week. Oh, he's at okay. three. He had three twenty two when we finished. I haven't. I actually that one I haven't even edited and put out yet. So I don't know what the fine, but a little gets cropped off here and there. Um, yeah. So, but he's at three twenty two. So you got four minutes to go if you want to hang out. Yeah, we'll go for it. We'll go five, six minutes, and then we'll uh, call it quits. Yeah, let me go eat my dinner. My yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, look, shrimp and ravioli. We made it this far. I we know as well. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it. I don't know why I can do this. I don't know why I talk like this. I don't. I just appreciate the people that appreciate me because most of my life, people don't like my own father. And uh, did you hear that story? Where my daughter's wedding. I told it on the podcast. So it sounds familiar. The morning after my daughter got married in December, we're sitting down in the lobby of the, the hotel and I'm there with my son-in-law's father sitting to the right of me in, in on a different chair. My dad's sitting directly next to me on my left. And, um, my son-in-law's father goes, you know, it's those special times in the car with your kids, you know, when they're growing up and you have great conversations with them. And it's like, you just, you appreciate that, you know, and, and he's, he's my age. Yeah, right. So yeah, we're like yeah. having this, do you know the story? And my, I, I think I do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And my father goes, you told us just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Within the last month or so. Right. And my father looks yeah. at him and goes, not even like, I mean, just deadpan, not didn't even look at him. He goes not with this one. <laughs> no don't appreciate him at all nope <laughs> and he's that's I, hilarious i want to get him on the podcast because we would have a blast because that's who he is right it's like he's not a talker and mm -hmm. i'd go to the movies and i'd come home and if we were driving my if my girlfriend lived on the opposite side of town of us it meant from the time she got out of the car all the way back across the town, I would tell him all about the movie. Every little thing. I'm like, and then this guy did this. And then and he's like, oh, my God. And he just, that's not him. He doesn't want that. So I, I appreciate the listeners. I appreciate you for coming on. I appreciate people that appreciate this stuff and can sit here and talk. So, so yeah. I would be curious to know how many listeners actually make it through a three and a half hour long podcast. Well, it, yeah, it like goes through uh, more than I, I bet you not a ton. I don't blame them, but uh, people, it, I get a lot of requests for the timestamps. If I forget to put the timestamps in, right. Cause people want to get, <laughs> and I, I, I appreciate right. them listening for whatever, but I do have a, a good amount of people that do a lot of driving and a lot of traveling. And they really, when I go short, that's when I get like when John, Steve and I will do like, all right, we got to get out of here this week and we'll do an hour and a half. I get a bunch of messages like, come on guys, you're shorten us. They like it. So, because wow, it's their travel, cool. right? It's what they do. And, and right. You know, so, you know, I just do what you do and you'll, you'll find your audience and this is what I'm doing. Well, so. hello, all you traveling people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You've been thoroughly entertained. Yeah. Yeah, you've got you got another thirty seconds, and you'll get oh, three twenty-two. So, <laughs> I think I told my wife I was like, "Yeah, we're starting at seven. I think we'll probably be done around nine. That's what I said to my it's son. Eleven. Yeah, that's yeah. You're right. I said to my son, but I didn't I'd be, know you hadn't eaten dinner until 
an hour and a half ago. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I know because it's well. I had just recorded an HT tours. I told you that just before you and I. So I just yeah. recorded that. That was an hour long, and then I had like twenty minutes in between. And you were like, "Can you give me five? I'm trying to get something to eat." And I was, I'm like, "I'm having nice, delicious ravioli with shrimp and uh, garlic Alfredo." Tonight, and stuff. in like five minutes, you will be. Yeah, yeah. In, <laughs> in five minutes. <laughs> well, I gotta cook it, but yeah, but yeah, I played hockey last night, so I was up pretty late last night too, and ate late. So. Yeah, I was. I went to visit some friends out near Baltimore last night, and uh, I ended up climbing to bed around midnight. So, yeah, I was hurting this morning when uh, the dogs got us up <sighs> around five forty, and I've been up ever since. Yeah. So, no, I actually slept in. I got up around seven thirty this morning. Slept in a bit. Got to bed around one, and I'll probably do the same tonight. So. Well, you got to watch sunshine. So, no, not tonight. I could talk a long time. I just can't. Just, just can't watch. I can't just go because that's where I'd fall asleep. I'd be like, uh-huh. but yeah. The fatal flaw of DJ. Well, we found your Achilles. Yeah, right. A comfortable chair in a dark room. A comfortable chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fatal flaw. It's called bedtime, my friend. <laughs> I think we did it. Yes, you so did. So, PK, sorry, buddy. Yep, you made it. You just got. I think, yeah. If this edits out, yeah, you got. I mean, we can. We'll 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 add a little cushion here. We'll a little, give you a little buffer, and we'll wrap up with that twenty-four hour thought. I mean, we talked about a lot tonight. We talked about subwoofers that are us. What is I? What's that called? Infrasonic. 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 That. Yeah, I can't even say it right now, but I guarantee you five years from now, we'll be like, did you get your infrasonic over yet? Did you get your, <laughs> where did you, where did you put your, did your wife let you bring it in? <laughs> Which did you buy first? The infrasonic subwoofer or the two wheeler to get it into the house? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering who I'm going to coax to come over and help me move this beast. Yeah. That's, that's um, going to be fun. So we yeah, got that to I look forward some, to. Yeah. We have, you're getting your Mad VR. You're getting the Trinov going. Well, you got a yes. lot of stuff coming to, let's let's put the plug in for you at AV Nirvana. I don't think we've said AV Nirvana yet on the show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bright side folks. Come on. Yeah. Jump on the form. I'm there. <laughs> uh. Yes. Yeah, you know, DJ, we didn't even talk about the HDMI cable testing that I'm embarking on. That's a whole That's, other. Well, you, I mean, I got another 20 minutes or so. What do you want to, what is that? Are you, is that, I've got five, I, it's up to you. I, I, don't even worry about me. It's, it's up to you. You're the one coming up with stuff here and you're wondering if I can go 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. Uh, so, so what is actually, that? Is that going to be for sound or is that just to like, do you plug it in one into the other and you, you find out it's impedance and all that stuff? Or how does that work? It tests, uh, this is it right here. So it's made by a company called Meridio. Mm-hmm. This is the yep. generator. Yep. And there's an analyzer. I saw, yeah, I saw that. And, and I, I imagine you're, you know, the generator sends it out. The analyzer gets it on the other end and tells you what went through, right? Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. Basically. I mean, it tests, uh, you know, data rate, uh, the whole nine yards. You can program in things like uh, different uh, HDDP mm-hmm. codes. So either, you know, 2.0, 2.2, 2.3. Um, now, is this going to be something people will want to buy or rent? Or what would you use this for? Like, would, would is this something we would use real world just to... Because we're geeks and we want to test our our HDMI cables, or or what? This this is specifically gear that uh, installers use. Oh, and when there's an issue, you know, signals not getting to the TV screen, and you have an insane amount of equipment in a system, this helps you identify the weak spot. What's wrong? Is it a cable? Is it a certain piece of gear? Um, Ooh, so could you run this between your, like, instead of going from, like, I was just thinking it analyzed like HDMI cable, nothing in the middle, but you could take this from say your Blu-ray player, replace the Blu-ray player. And then at the other end is instead of your projector. So you analyze your entire line. Yes, exactly. And you can start to find faults. Oh, wow. Um, And you can, you can challenge your system. So if you have uh, old HDMI 1.4 equipment and you're right. trying to pass through a right. 2.0 signal, right, which this can do, this can mimic uh, basically a two, uh, this can mimic a 2.1 source. Wow. Um, you know, yeah, it'll yeah, start yeah. to find where the faults are. But I reached out to my buddy, uh, Jason Dustall at Meridio and said, hey, listen, because um, I, I I talked to him about this stuff at uh, CES. Yeah. And they had some new 8K gear. This is this is their, um, I, I guess you'd say it's like their second tier of 8K. Um, it's called the Fox and a Hound gear. Mm-hmm. They also have a, a much higher tier that actually has uh, test patterns on it, like that horse picture yeah, yeah. that you can pass through. Um, and see what's coming out. It tells you exactly what's coming through on the other side. You know, you're getting Dolby Vision. Uh, you know, it, it details everything for you. Um, but I reached out to him and I was like, hey, listen, um, I'm interested in reviewing some HDMI cables from, a, you know, more of an objective side mm-hmm. rather than. I got the cable. It looks like it's well built. I plugged it into my TV yeah. and my Blu-ray player, and I'm right. getting a signal. Um, and they they shipped this out for me to to play around with. So right now, Monoprice is putting together a huge package of cables. Um, we're going the shortest length and longest length of cables through various model series that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, Audio Quest is joining uh fiber is sending stuff out svs is sending their longest length of their uh ak capable cable uh who else i've got uh i've got a couple of others that are set up initially so um yeah so this is going to going to basically allow me to run some tests on the cable to say yes this is passing 40, this goes up to 40 gigs. Yeah. Um, so this is passing 40 gigs 
and you know everything is lining up this is doing exactly what this cable is built to do nice and i'll do some real world testing with it um i have this other piece of equipment right here that tells yep. you it's a, it's another thing where you plug a cable into one one end and the the other and it basically tells you if all of the wires are going to the correct pins from one head to the yep. other Nice. So there will be that. I'm gonna. I have a caliper that I'm gonna measure the the bend, the distance from yep. where you plug it in to the back of a piece of equipment. Yeah. To the bend. So, so kinking and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So basically, this is going to be a way of saying whether or not the cable works or it doesn't, because we all know that there are cables out there that yeah are not that good. But how do you identify them? So my hope is to uh keep that around for when you get your mad vr because to see what's coming through yeah because one of the biggest issues with these video processors is they're sending so much information through the cable because what was being done before was the information came through and then the projector takes it and and does all of the computing right well now it's that's ramped up tenfold and then sent through the cable. And if you don't have everything set up just right, that's where a lot of people run into issues. So you're going to have some trouble. Yeah. yeah. And that, that I think you would have some fun with that too. I think you'd be able to see some stuff there that you probably didn't see el- elsewhere. <laughs> so yeah. that should be fun. Yeah, that's the hope. Yeah. So hopefully this will get good put to, to good use. But uh, I was psyched that they were interested in in partnering up. Yeah, on this and companies are obviously interested in having someone say yes this cable is doing exactly what it's supposed right. to do so the hard part for me is going to be getting those generic cables i think i might have to purchase purchase them, them yourself yeah because anybody that's the that's the tricky part in doing stuff like this it's like you call up and be like hey would you be willing to put you in the ones that say no okay i'll go buy yours because i guess i know what's gonna happen <laughs> right right exactly that's pretty yes. funny yeah i mean there's obviously a limit to how much i'm gonna spend on uh, oh yeah certain cables but i wouldn't mind exposing some no. of these you know fake fake cables that are too good to be true but also you know for p- folks like monoprice mm-hmm. they have prices that are too good to be true right you look yeah. at it and you're like come on you know is this 15 meter cable really doing what it says it does but for isn't 60 that, bucks but isn't that because they have such bulk though they have such a wide range and they may maybe they're making money elsewhere so they can afford to do that here and do it for the little people because then the little people are going to you, not the little people, but when you come in at that, and if you trust that price point, you're going to be more willing in the future. I think that's how Monoprice built their name, right? It's like well, they basically yeah. crushed Monster, and it would because Monster was lying, and it was, and I've said it on the podcast, it was podcasts that crushed Monster because mm-hmm. people people got the facts because before podcasting came along and you got all this information, not me, it was long before me. I'm saying like the informative podcasts, especially home theater podcasts, they told people like, there's no difference. Try This is what's going on. Because up until then we read the pages in the magazines. Oh, it's gotta be good. And Mm -hmm. it was expensive. So expensive means good. And we paid money for nothing. And we had, we didn't have this information available to us. 
And then Monoprice took advantage of this. They were around, but they were actually doing an honest business and they were doing what they were saying they were doing. And, mm-hmm. and people, people trust that. So I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it, yeah, it seems like it's too good to be true, but I think that's the entire business model. Like they make more money on the higher end stuff, but they are allowed to trickle some of that down to the lower end stuff and for a cheaper pr- affordable price um mm-hmm. to build their name that it sounds it just sounds logical to me to do it that way but. it does yeah you know and and thankfully it's allowed them to launch monolith uh mm-hmm. you know monolith I, I i don't know exactly how much of a money maker it is for them but i do know it, it's allowing them to take risks yeah with monolith products because as you said they have so many other products yeah the the vast array of what they sell is not monolith right well, it's cables and wires and monitors yeah. and yeah and you know like when when a company comes out when we if you're an early adopter you're paying extreme prices because you're paying for the product to have been made right and right. then it's years later yeah. when it comes down it comes down because now it's being mass produced all the cost of the r&d is done and now you're just paying for the production costs and now they're making the profit on it but when they're selling those early mm-hmm. products they're barely getting any profit because it's all R and D for years. And now you put this thing yeah. out and you're like, you hope people buy it. And then it's their word of mouth that is going right. to sell the production version later. So, right. yeah, it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm, I'm yeah. super interested in that one. It's like 24 yeah, hours, it's, Todd, it's, no problem. You and I could do 24 man, hours. Crushing it right now. I know. Well, all good things must come to an end, though. Yes. Unfortunately. Hey, we made um, it. You're definitely the record on TakeOver Tuesday, my friend. So what's the uh, what's the time? What do you think the time is? Right now we're at 3.36. 3.36, yeah. So we'll chop so you're a You're probably going to take out. A few minutes, if tops, if that. I, yeah, I don't we had re- a little hiccup in the beginning. Oh yeah, we had a little bit of hiccup in the beginning, but I think we'd take it just that that little bit be little bit is coming out. Maybe I could make twenty four hours. <laughs> no, I love it. Steve George the other night he records wicked late for us because he's over in England, of course. Yeah. So the, the he's other, always awake though. Come on. No, no, no. Well, some nights he never sleeps. No, I know. So he said that about you too, because you got up one morning. It was like five because you work out at like five in the morning or whatever. Yeah, and he was I like, do. "What's he doing? Texting me now or whatever? DMing me now?" But um, no, John and I <laughs> got a awesome. message because we recorded last night and we went long. We went like three and a half hours last night as well. And but he didn't have to work the next day, so he didn't mind. And it's usually based on him because if he's got to get to bed, he says midnight, which is like seven o'clock mm. our time right so mm. we're like we'll go and he and you know steve he can talk like me steve and i could do 48 hours but it, he could talk like me so if he doesn't have to get to bed our shows go longer because steve will go i'll go and john's just like trying to keep up having a good time right so last right. night we talked for a while we had a great show and um the next, this morning, we get up to a text from him and he goes, I don't even know. We must have gone real late last night. He goes, I got up and there was, he had a, a Viking horn on its side and a bunch of Red Bulls on the floor <laughs> where he records. He's like, I just got up and went to bed. 
he's just like he's like I'm out of it. And he was so it was yeah, I think it was almost one o'clock for him when he went to bed. So oh god, god bless him. Yeah, I used to do that with John. We used to record late night. We'd start at ten o'clock and we didn't finish until like two. Then I'd edit the show and get it out at four in the morning. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So this is nothing. Yeah. I mean that that works for me if I'm not getting up early. If I get up early, yeah. Right around now, I'm feeling like it's time to shut down. Right. It's yeah. I it wish was, that wasn't the case. I wish I had that ability to just go 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 go. If I'm but, busy, I'm fine. If I'm busy, I'm fine. It's this. It's just like if all of a sudden I got nothing to do, and then I'll just go. I'll just pass out. I'll just yeah. be like, all right, time to go. I'll get bored. But if as long as I got something to do, I can just go 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 go. I just have to keep going. Yeah. So like yeah. a shark, just don't stop moving. Don't stop moving. That's right. All yep. right. I'll let you get awesome, to bed. Man. Thank you very much, Todd. You broke the record on Takeover Tuesday. Um, and now, but now we're going to have everybody's going to be coming on and be, I used to set two hours. Now I'm going to have to be like, because everybody's going to want the record. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I can't do that every time. But 24 hours, you, know, we, you got, we got to come up with a reason. We got to, not a reason. We got to come up with a cause because that is a great, that is a great idea. And, uh, I mean, you know, I'll do it for any reason, but I mean, that's a great thing to raise. I was going to say for. the reason is because, right? Yeah, that's why I'm doing it. But, yeah. there, it, but there's a, we could actually make somebody some decent. I hope we could make somebody some decent money. We'll get people on board. So oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, totally. Yeah, there could be there could be uh, something really. Uh, that's your yeah. mind. You're better at that stuff. So let, let's work on this Bring together. In some sponsors. Yep. Well, I'm no like sponsors, but I don't want to do commercials. It's just going to be me chit-chatting away. Somebody sponsoring that we're talking home theater that's willing to invest in somebody talking home theater for 24 hours. I wonder, I wonder if uh, you could get a manufacturer to to donate a product that people watching or listening could bid on. Okay. Yeah. As part of the fundraiser. That would be, yeah, that would make money. Yeah. That's why I said, I'm like, you that, I mean? this is your wheelhouse. That's, but let's do it. That's not really my, I mean. No, but you just your ideas. I'm not even joking. It's like, you have a better mind for that stuff than I do. It's like, I just, I'm enthusiasm. And it's like, I'll, you know, like, it'd be like, you just daring me to do it is enough for me, but you're, you're better at this stuff here. And it's like, I'll work with you on it. Let's do it together. But I, I think it's something we could really, I, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun for home theater too. I think that would be a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Awesome. All right, man. All right. Thanks, buddy. Challenge thrown. Challenge yeah, accepted. Great catching up, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we say that all the time. we catching up like we haven't talked. But yeah, exactly. all right. All right, man. <laughs> Have a good night, Enjoy buddy. Enjoy your dinner. I am going sleep. to. Uh, I'll be back on Friday with John and Steve. Have a great night, week. Enjoy your dinner, whatever. But what are they going to do, Todd? Peace. No. <laughs> push play. There you go. <laughs> go push play. <laughs> hey, Fred. This has been a Hey, Fred production with theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.